Welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. Mm. I'm eating chips. My, <laughs> my name is Dan Scully, and apologies in advance. I have a mouthful of chips, and I'm feeling a little under the weather, so I might I might be weird to listen to, but, you know. I like the idea that it, you're like, hey, I don't feel great, so I'm eating this bag full of Doritos. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, the, my doctor says I need more powdered cheese in my diet, so... Uh, this is this is and, you my know. doctor says cheese isn't good for me or humans in general, so I should only eat the fakest of cheeses. Exactly, when you mix it with the Coca Cola, it reconstitutes in a form of cheese with better vitamins. <laughs> it's nacho cheese. Yeah. It's better than regular. Just you know, this ain't no craft singles. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, well, actually, I do know what we're talking about. And I'm really excited about it. We are talking about Roman Polanski's Chinatown. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I got to derail you, please. But uh, before you get started, I just want to throw this out there: April 16th, Fuck as yes. part of the Cinadel. Film Festival, which you can check out at CinadelphiaFilmFestival.com. Mega bad movie night. There's yeah. going to be a screening of uh, Killer Shark versus Giant Octopus, I, I believe, believe it's called. I believe that's the and one. And afterwards, we're doing an all-killer animals episode yes. of uh, of uh, Movie Movie Live. I could not be so, more excited. Yeah, come check that out. It's going to be cool. Um, it's going to be a packed house. There's yeah. food. Um, the film festival is going to be great. There's a ton of events going on oh, yeah, throughout the whole film festival. Just go to cinadelphia.com and check out what the festival is going to be. Cinadelphiafilmfestival.com, yes. And that'll give you the full uh, schedule of everything. There's an overnight marathon, mm-hmm. whole bunch of stuff, but we're happy to be a part of it. Yeah. And we want you to be a part of it, too, so come on out. Uh, Dan has actually been watching some of the movies that are going to be at the festival mm-hmm. uh, and is reviewing some of them for cinadelphia.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's outsider art is this year's theme yes. for the so it's all weird shit mm-hmm. so come watch some weird shit yeah uh, and and check him out on cinadelphia.com and some of his reviews there uh, especially for some of these film festival movies so you can get a good feel for uh, for what's coming up in the coming weeks here mm-hmm. uh, and we are super excited about movie movie live this month I, I hope that people come out uh, we we're, we're building a pretty weird killer animal show uh, it's it's gonna be strange and fun uh, but uh, tonight uh, as opposed to doing a killer animal movie we we got to Netflix we we were looking for some we found a few options. And we, we settled did that thing on where we spent as much time as it would have taken to watch frogs to find a movie to watch instead of frogs. That's correct. So it was, uh, yeah. So and we found a movie with the world's possibly greatest killer animal of all, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. That's right. <laughs> Boom. Yes, Chinatown. That's right. Um, Roman Polanski's Chinatown, 1974. This is an all-time classic movie. Mm-hmm. I popped it into my letterbox, gave it a five-star rating. <laughs> yeah. I love this flick. This is one that I, I've seen a couple times, but I always find that any time re- I've revisited it, I, it's as if I'm seeing it for the first time. Uh, yeah, uh, I could see that. So this was my first time. Uh, I had never seen this before. This is one of my favorite things to do on the show is, is see something I've never seen before. Uh, and I, I was really taken with this movie, uh, especially in the wake of um, ha- having seen and, and myself not terribly enjoyed I mean I enjoyed it but I wasn't crazy about it uh, Inherent Vice okay. uh, which I, I feel like this movie is a, 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 or that movie is, is of Chinatown's ilk oh you it's know? like Stonertown yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely and what's funny to me is that the lead characters are similar in yes. one respect and it's that they're a private investigator that totally thinks they're a much cooler detective than they yes. are that is so much fun 100% uh, and what I found you know and I, I, I think that this is uh, 
a lot of people have this opinion about Inherent Vice, it would seem. Uh, it's a little confounding. It's a little hard to mm-hmm. wrap your head around what's going on plot-wise. But that is kind of a trope of noir detective stories. Oh, yeah, because they're in over your head. Yeah, exactly. You need to be just as the character is, a little bit in, in over Inherent your head. In Inherent Vice, though, I think one of the things... Like, I, I was floored by Inherent yeah, I knew Vice. You were, I yeah. Now, granted, I did read the source material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with uh, fuck, now I'm not going to come up with his name, the oh, author. Uh, it's not David Foster Wallace. It's not David Foster <laughs> Wallace. It's it's his it's his less dead counterpart. Uh, 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 Gravity's Rainbow. Yeah, uh, all that stuff. Hold Either on. way, I've got it on the tip of my tongue. Thomas Pynchon. Pynchon yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you're one of the the elements of his writing, especially because he comes out of the '60s paranoia era, yeah. is that everything is is bigger than you know. Everybody's in over their head, and they don't even know it. Yeah, and so Inherent Vice plays with a lot of that. Where the reason he's in over his head is yeah, because it's a big plot, but also because he's totally inept and totally stoned. Mm-hmm. So as he meanders through the plot, it, it's important to just be like, oh, I, I should only pay as much attention to it as he as a you know, uh, as Doc is. Absolutely. But uh, whereas Chinatown, though, does have a cohesive and whole plot, and it's it's wickedly dense, but I think it's all clear by the end. What I really liked about it was, th- this is kind of my favorite kind of movie, and this is going to be a weird thing to say, because I, I don't, I think we tend to, in this weird, like, no spoilers kind of world, like, we tend to, we want to be so surprised by the things we see, mm-hmm. right? This was my favorite kind of movie where I felt like, just like the character, I was two steps behind, but just before the character was about to catch up, I would too. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get there seconds before the movie was about to get me there. And that's, that's one of my so favorite feelings oh, yeah. is to go like, man, what Watching the f- you watch it was funny, though. Yeah. Because you were giddy with each small revelation. Yeah. You'd be like, no, no, cool, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun to watch. Well, because think about it. It was at least three times I was like, wait a second. I think this person is so-and-so. Mm. And within five seconds, the movie would be like, yes, this person is so-and-so. Exactly. Oh, and it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's so fulfilling. And it's a weird thing to say because I do think in general we want to be surprised by movies. And it's almost like I'm saying like I like that this movie took the surprise away from me. But mm. it didn't. What it did was it gave me enough information as a detective story for me to be the detective and put it together at just the right moment that the movie can at that moment where I have just enough information go, fuck yeah, that's what's oh, going yeah. on. And it's even when they do pull the rug feeling. out with the... Uh, and it's hardly pulling the rug out. No. But I mean, you know... I, the, a movie that we watched together recently that yes. that does the exact opposite of this, which was my biggest problem with it, was Focus. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, and the big issue with Focus is when they tell you, "Here's what really happened." You're like, "Well, you didn't even give me the pieces. I have no you idea. You just showed how me you something else, and then you showed me what happened, yeah. and that's it." Yeah. And it's like, I that that to me is is lazy. Yes. And cheating. Whereas this, like, I, I think to dangle the carrot just enough that you yeah. can get a bite here and there, yeah. is something that that is very rare in a screenplay. Yes. And I think it's actually kind of fun. I, when I was walking to 7-Eleven just now, I decided to look up to see who wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is uh, Robert Town. Okay. I'm going to give you a list of some of the movies that oh, he's written. Oh, please do. Frantic. It's the Unfamiliar. Harrison Ford one. Um, Days of Thunder. The, uh-huh. uh, yeah. the Tom oh, Cruise yeah. racing uh, movie. The sequel to Chinatown, The Two Jakes. Right, direct, yep. yeah, uh, The Firm. Okay. Mission Impossible. He he seems to have a, a couple of favorite actors that he he writes for. Mission Impossible <laughs> Two. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So he's just. I mean, he's all over the place in terms of what he writes. Yeah. 
But I got to say, mostly of quality. These movies that I listed have good scripts. Short yeah. of Mission Impossible Two, I, I I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even so, like the, the yeah, one. And you know what, Mission Impossible Two could scripts. be one. If we went back and revisited, we'd be like, oh, the script's not bad. John oh, was yeah. just a fucking. He was crazy at this point. To in his tell you the life. truth, I had a I had a uh, for some reason on my Spotify at work today. Yeah. I had a workout uh, list on because it plays a lot of Rocky. Did tunes. it have the Limp Biscuit version it of the did. theme? <laughs> and that came on, and I couldn't. I couldn't believe how excited how I was. How hard to you hear started it. running? I, well, I, this was at work, so yeah. I was just typing like a <laughs> motherfucker. But uh, I, I, now we're just getting derailed. But either it's way, fun. I really love the riff of the Mission Impossible thing. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember what the hook was for Limp Bizkit's uh, version I, of Mission I, Impossible. No, I can't remember. Their song is not about spying or right. anything. It's uh, now you know why you want to hate me. Oh, yeah. Because hate is all the world has ever seen lately. Yeah. It was insane. And uh, I don't know where that pl- applies to I, motorcycles. And I'm trying to guns. remember. Does the world like start to hate Ethan Hunt somehow over the course of that I movie? Mean, isn't that every Mission Impossible? I guess so. Someone yeah, says, oh, he has he's to a take rogue the fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Anywho, <laughs> but the guy who wrote the movie that inspired that song also wrote Chinatown. Yes. But dangling the carrot, providing it, yes. with that information, and and. Providing revelations at, at a timely pace so that mm-hmm. is not boring and at a pace that is both confounding and accessible. Yes. You know, there is a mystery. This was maybe the best balance of that I think I've seen maybe in a movie. You know what I mean? It was like it held up as a great mystery that I was a little bit behind, but always got on top of at the just the precise moment for me to be excited about it. And there was never a reveal where you're like, oh, what? Yeah, like you how? Know, each thing was like, Ooh. oh, shit, okay, let's yeah, see Yeah, I have all the now. information yeah, yeah. for this. This makes sense to me. But wait. It also leaves two more dangling pieces of information that I now need to figure out where they're going and how they're getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, I really liked that. Actually, that was another interesting thing is sometimes the things that the movie would give you answers to, like when the movie would give you a definitive answer, all that would do was open up a bunch of other questions. Like, for instance, as you get towards everybody knows we spoil these movies as we talk about them. So if you haven't seen Chinatown, it's on Netflix right now. Go watch it and then come back to this point in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of the movie, as he's starting to, as Jake is starting to unravel the plot of this murder that he's sort of happened into the middle of investigating, really, uh, he basically solves uh, i'm gonna give away the big twist here which is probably we should say for later in the podcast but it's important for this point it's whatever. The, the big twist of the movie is it turns out this whole plot is actually about uh, uh stems from an incestuous rape that occurred mm. uh many many years ago uh and has caused this whole murder plot to occur in la well, i'd say I, I wouldn't say it, it caused the i mean it well the, no i mean the it, murder the murder is actually separate separate um because that's 100% about just the business the water. of the water yeah. and uh, and what happened to the water. Right. But how like the window into that yes. was was this other mystery that's what got Jake hooked into it. Right. And and, and that's kind of what distracted him from getting it, directly on to, to the, the water, water mystery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually it's a good I'm actually glad you clarified it that way because that that helps what I'm about to to talk about which which uh, talks about this idea of like revealing certain mysteries only to ask more questions. Mm. Uh, Jake discovers a pair of glasses in a pool uh, at at uh, this woman's house at um, what is the actress's name? Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Right? Yeah. At Faye Dunaway's house. Um, Bad for the glass. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and basically, <laughs> which in itself is like, I mean, not only is that the complete solution to the mystery yes. said right at the beginning, yep. but it says so much about just even how he regards that guy's uh, Asian accent because it's fucking Chinatown. Yep. We don't understand these people. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even... What is it, the 40s? The, uh, I don't know, actually, when this takes place. It must be the 30s or 40s, uh, based on the mix of the cars. 
Well, you keep going on your point. Uh, yeah, so sorry. I'll the the uh, So anyway, so he, he discovers these glasses in a pool, pulls the glasses out, and realizes, oh, this is how this man was murdered. That I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to solve this murder, and this is how he was murdered. He was drowned in this pool. He was not drowned in the water they discovered him in. He was drowned in this pool in this backyard. And in discovering those glasses, uh, he goes to Faye Dunaway's character, uh, he's like, hey, I figured out that the murder happened here, which means you know about it. So tell me what you know about this murder. And instead, what she reveals is that uh, she was raped as a child by her own father, and the, the, the mistress of her late husband, whose murder they're investigating, is not a mistress at all, but in fact her own daughter slash sister. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy plot twist that I want to investigate more after I make this point. Mm-hmm. But, so she reveals all this information, which is crazy, and reveals a whole bunch about the story that we didn't know, but then reveals, but he doesn't wear bifocals. Those aren't his glasses. So in, in revealing this huge mystery to us towards the end of the movie, they also dangle a whole new plot thread in front of us, which is, yeah, you still didn't fucking solve the murder. Well, no, I think he does. Because it's, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, his name starts with a C. Collins? Uh... Who do you mean? Cross. Cross, yeah. It was his glasses that fell in right. when he was killing him. Right. But he didn't know that yet. He still uh, had to he, confirm that. He had to then talk to Cross and get Cross to pull out his glasses and confirm oh, okay. I thought that he wore a different that. kind yeah, of glasses. Yeah, that was no, the no, point no. where it came. She yeah, just re- yeah. He pulls the glasses out and says, like, I know he was murdered here. I have his glasses in my hands. Tell me about the murder. Mm. And instead, she reveals she was raped by her own father, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then reveals... And by the way, those aren't his glasses. Mm. He, d- he doesn't wear bifocals. He solved so, the mystery he wasn't even trying to exactly. solve. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. He, like, he solves this whole thing that we, as the audience, have been really curious about, I think, through, through a lot of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then just dangles a whole other plot thread in front of us, which is just like, yeah, but by the way, you didn't even solve the fucking thing you were here to solve. Well, and I, I love that the movie lies, does that over and over again. Even at, I mean, now we're jumping to the literal last scene of the yeah. movie. At the end, I mean, that's the lesson that he learns is that... By getting involved in this in this thing, he got her killed. Yep. Um, he screwed over the daughter. Yep. And the mystery he wanted to solve, everyone around him was just like fucking hands off. Fuck it. Don't even touch it. Nope. And and it's it's crazy because that was do. what everyone from the very beginning was just like, don't even stop. Yeah, don't even don't, don't even get try. involved. Get out. And uh, he 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 meddled and fucked it up. Yeah. You know. And but at the thing is though, he successfully solved it. I know. But. Got people killed. I know. I ruined know. his nose. I know. And it's it's, like ruined his nose. it's crazy. He likes too. breathing with it. It's like, did he? He did he? He definitely fucked up. Like he gets her killed. You know what I mean? Mm. But did he not do her justice? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, what do you mean by justice? Because uh, I, 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 I kind of feel yeah. what you're saying, but at the same time, Maybe I, I feel like she was. I mean, I, he, he certainly pulled the trigger on her, you know, saying we're packing up and we're leaving. Yeah, you like and me I together. feel like he. But I, I don't know if he. I mean, I mean, because at the end, justice wasn't served. Right, right. And I feel like she was eventually I, going to leave with her daughter, sister yeah. to Mexico anyway. Yeah. And he just ex, 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 uh, ex, uh, expedited that process. Yeah. But I, but it w- I do get the sense of what you're saying. Like, yeah, I like I like feel like he, he did, did a good thing for her by getting that out of her. Mm. You know, uh, I, but I guess not in the sense that I don't know that the daughter is ever gonna truly understand any of it or or know it for real. Well, she didn't know at least when right. at the end because when uh, uh, now I'm not gonna get his name again. 
Uh, Cross. Cross. I want to call him Collins. Man, <laughs> I'm too sick. Um, when Cross uh, is like, oh, you know, blah, blah, she's mine too. And she says to him, she doesn't know that. Right. And she'll never know that. Right. And so whether he tells her is something yeah. that we are left in the dark about. Yeah, so it really doesn't even bring it to light for her, which to me is the most, I, I, and this is just <laughs> personal, but uh, the most important thing would be for that little girl to know what mm. happened. and, and, and the Or tr- maybe the tr- for her to not story. know. The most important thing would I would be to say put her up for adoption. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. her into a safe place. Oh, yeah. Cle- place, I mean, clearly know? that would have been the, you know, uh, getting the, the mother out with the daughter would have been the, the best case scenario. Mm. Mother dies, at least getting the daughter out to some sort of adoption would be the next best case scenario. He certainly mm. got the shit end of the stick at the end of all of it. We also got to wonder, too, if this old man is going to take her and raise her as his own. The one question is, like, he's this rich old man. He's going to get, you know, he could take very good care of her. Yeah. The other end of it is, well, he did rape his own he daughter. He raped his own daughter, So, yeah. like, there is that, too. Yeah. He had a really good line that I thought was was super interesting. Um, oh, I know About being say. a respectable old man. And he said, well, you know, prostitutes and, and killers and blah, 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 they all become respectable if you let them live long enough. Yeah. And so even he knows, like, I'm a filthy motherfucker. Yeah. But well, I'm he, so old and untouchable. He also had that line closer to the end that I thought was very chilling, uh, but uh, w- was very, maybe the, one of the most astute things I've ever heard said about somebody like that. And he says it about himself. He says something to the effect of... Uh, you know, you, you something like you don't know what kind of person you are, and until you like uh, completely like like take all of the boundaries of society away from you. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is not oh, what he yeah. said. I'm I'm approximating a line awfully. No, I, I know exactly what line you're talking about, and I think I can do it. It was um, no, I can't do it. Yeah, but I, I know what you're saying, and that is a he says something to the effect. Uh, basically, what he's referring to is I raped my own daughter, mm. and I discovered what I can do. Like yeah, what, what I am capable, capable of. of. I mean, it's the whole Lord of the Flies thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you take away the rules, what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you take away society, what happens? And yeah. in this movie, the question is, when somebody is so rich that they are above the law, yep. what are they capable exactly. of? Exactly. And the answer in this is, well, anything. Anything that you let them do. And I thought you know, that was chilling do. that he said it about himself, that mm. he was just like, you know, uh, at, at a certain point, a man can discover he has no limits, is really what he was saying, something to that effect. And that is just like, that is so horrifying i think you know like what what a what an awesome villain actually if you think about oh, yeah. it and there's so little villainous about him when you actually see his performance mm-hmm. i think you know oh he, he's not like a slimy no he's just no a, no he's a respectable old man yeah yeah um, yeah I, I was fascinated by that uh and it, it, we should talk about uh uh, ju- uh i was thinking about this actually, before we jump yeah, away ahead. from that yeah. uh just uh, a couple weeks ago that that whole thing the jinx on yes, hbo yes yes uh there's been issues since it finished about like what what you know, responsibility did HBO have? Well, what responsibility does a documentarian have yeah. in terms of what they're showing? Everyone's like, well, you know, it, this is this is meddling, or they, you know, they portrayed him in a certain light, or had made an editorial comment and all that. And yeah. to me, though, the what where the show really, really succeeded was it depicted a man who got away with murder multiple times because he had money. Yeah, and. Yeah, you could call it an indictment of the system. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could call it, you know, good documentary filmmaking, bad documentary filmmaking. You could call it this, you could call it that. At the end of the day, my takeaway was like, wow, if you're powerful enough, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's literally a point in the story of Robert Durst where he goes to court, admits that he shot a guy, admits that he cut him to pieces and threw his pieces in the ocean, 
But because they were able to, you know, he had a good lawyer that turned it into, somehow spun that into self-defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and watching the court hearing, you're like, they had to let him go. Like, yeah. they didn't have enough to, you know, beyond right, a shadow of a doubt, right, they right. didn't have it. But at the same time, like, if I had done that, I'm in jail right now. Right. You know, if right. somebody who, who lives a couple blocks north of where we're sitting right now yeah. even thought about doing yeah, that, yeah, yeah. they're in jail for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, this guy, he's lived most of his life out of jail, yep. and he openly admitted to it because he's got that money. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Chinatown, even, even the title of it goes to say throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. you know, there's always reference to Chinatown. You don't go yeah, into yeah. Chinatown. You let it go. If it's in Chinatown, don't even worry about it because yep. they're just a bunch of fucking savages. Yep. It's just a uh, you know Chinese people that we don't understand, yep. we don't care for, and you know since they're no good, we'll just let them all kill each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird as I say that it is so resonant to the way we treat lower socioeconomic areas nowadays, Absolutely. especially in terms of law enforcement, Hell in terms yeah. of real estate, Hell yeah. in terms of all of that. And so when. You can see it in the, the neighborhood we're sitting in right now. Oh, exactly. We're, 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 uh, for anybody who doesn't know, we're recording in Fishtown in Philadelphia right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an area that uh, in recent years has sort of become a hip up-and-coming area. Mm-hmm. So we are gentrifying it like crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're watching this lower socioeconomic uh, uh, you know, culture get m- moved. Oh, it's shift, getting bumped north. Bumped yeah. north. Which just means that uh, you know police presence in specific areas here is up, and everywhere else it's down. Mm-hmm. They're not getting out of their cars to go talk to you. Know what I mean? It's like it's just oh, yeah. move them north and spend I can tell you less how time worrying about them. I could count I hate on my that hands I'm even how many them right now when oh, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about it. You know what I mean? There's there's been so many times, and I, I've even made jokes about it where like someone would be like, "Oh, yeah, we're up in North Philly," and then the thought is just like, "Yeah, you know, you can stay there. I'm not. I'm not going." Right. Yeah. And then I've I've even made a joke. I forget. Uh, where I forget who was driving the car, but they ended up turning down the wrong block in North Philly mm-hmm. and, you know, going the wrong direction, not oh, the wrong sure. block, yeah, like yeah. the wrong direction. And I was just like, dude, we are white and in a car in North Philly. They're not looking at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, drive on the drive on the lawn. Yeah. You know, like, dude, they're not looking at us. Yeah. But at the same time, there here's was the, also a thing that was like, we should get out of here as soon as possible. Here's the point that we're because both... Because that's fucking North Philly. And this is the point we're both trying to make is because they're not looking at them either. Mm-hmm. They pushed them far enough north that they don't even have to oh, worry yeah, about yeah. them. The cops get are out like, of here. just get out of here. Fucking escape just, from New York. Just yeah. put the walls up. Yep, put the walls up. And so in Chinatown, yeah. even at the end of the movie, when, you know, just because the final events take place in, in Chinatown, Chinatown. Not they even involving any it. of the culture, nope. any of the people. It's nope. just in Chinatown. And immediately... All of law enforcement's response is like, we can't do anything. Nope. Uh, Escobar is saying, like, yeah. Dad, take their cuffs off, let them go. Yeah. You know, th- th- wash my hands, yep. wash my hands of it. And that's horrifying. Crazy. And I, and I think that's why that is the title of the movie, yes. is because, you know, even take it up one more level to the, the people that are rerouting the water and all mm-hmm. of the real mm-hmm. estate giants and all that, they look down to someone like Jake Giddis. Yeah. And they just go, like, him? Don't worry about him. He's yeah. just some fucking guy below us. And even though we're at his level mm-hmm. and we're looking at Chinatown as below us, even at our level is below something else. Mm-hmm. And it's just a crazy sectional, you know, power that goes on. Yeah. And it's just and it's just funny. I mean not funny, but yeah, I mean I'll use the word funny. Uh funny in that odd way where you go, This is nineteen seventy four. Here we are, uh thirty one years later. And uh is that right? Forty one years later? 84, 94, 04, 14, 41, 41 years, years later. later. And it's the same thing, yeah. just you know, slightly different color. I, I was going to say, I mean, if you go back 40 years before that, same fucking thing. I was going to say, if you thing. want to, I know every city has a Chinatown, so you could just take it to oh, any yeah. city and go, oh, it's Chinatown, that city. But if you really wanted to, you could go, same year, 1974, put it on the East Coast. This is about Harlem. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's the same story. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and it's. I mean, this is just something as awful as it is and as important as it is to fight against that type of thing. Yeah. I think that it is inevitably forever. Yeah. As long as humans are going to be around, that's just a thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's so interesting about this is that it gets into all the levels of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a single uh, Chinese person in the movie that has a voice. Um, they're background characters in Chinatown. They're, they're the help for the rich they're people. Servants anywhere and else. That's that's, that's it. it. That's the only you know, they don't, of them. Well, and and one of them has the line that is the key to everything. Yes. And it's and it's, it's misunderstood every as time. a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, salt water's bad for the grass. Yeah. Bad for the glass. Whatever. You yep. know. Ha ha. Yep. And everyone just has a good a good laugh about it. Mm -hmm. And it's you know I just think there's a lot to be said there. And I've said it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know. But I. I you know, in you look at Chinatown, then you look at something like Gran Torino, and it tells a very sim not a similar story, but it mm -hmm. paints a very similar picture mm -hmm. of gentrification, oh, yeah. of you know just the way that you dismiss things that you see as below below you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and even so, you know, the other way around, there's a dismissiveness towards the things that are above you. Yes. Um, the cops in Chinatown are very happy to just be like, let the water magnates do what they do. Mm -hmm. I just got to do my job. Yep. And Jake's the one who decides he can't. He has to do something, yep. even though his job is just to find a cheater. Yeah, yep. you know he he can't help himself but to look higher, mm -hmm. and it's too powerful for him. Yeah, well, you know, in, it, it causes death. In the end, he ends up having sort of the. I mean, he doesn't want to, but his opinion at the end of the movie, it's the last line of the movie, is yeah, it's just Chinatown, right? Mm. Uh, it is yeah, fucking washing my hands. Mm. It's it's even above me. It's too much. Can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, it's I, dismissiveness of that's what's what above they him. Tell him. I wouldn't say that he feels I don't that think way. He feels that way because he kind of. I mean, he has the one line where he's like, you know, but he's as little forced as possible, to recognize as little it. As possible. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. He's oh, forced yeah. to participate in the dismissiveness of those above him, be in those final moments. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 just that's it for him. He knows know? his place. Yeah. and he's back in it. Yeah, he stepped out of his place for a little bit, and yeah. it was nope. That shakes yeah. it up too much. Well, let's let's talk about that actually because the character of Jake is is pretty fascinating, and interesting. We were actually having a good laugh at the character of Jake because he, he, he's. Uh, and I want to say typical, but maybe a prototype for. I'm not sure. I, I, maybe he existed bef before. He's this got movie. those, you know, ah, gumshoe, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. tendencies. But uh, more specifically, he's got that. Uh, we talked about a little bit at the top of the podcast. But we can get into it a little more. It's the idea that he thinks he's a lot better or cooler than he actually is. Right? Mm. He's got these really snazzy suits that he wears all the time. He fancies himself this like really great investigative detective really and, i mean and he is good and he is good. he's got a reputation he is good but people think of him and, and you know and he he's good at it he's obviously yep. got some money from oh, yeah. it but I, he's definitely putting on a costume he's putting on a costume yeah. and we we uh polanski is a good enough filmmaker to like really let us know that in some pretty clear ways when he's first following i can't remember the other guy's name her actual husband faye dunaway's husband who was cross's partner um, oh, Hollis, uh, uh, yeah. Hollis, Mul, Heron, Heron, Burry, Mul, Hurry, Mul, Harry. Uh, but it, so Hollis, Mulray, Mulray. Uh, um, uh, God, I totally lost my train of thought trying to remember his. He's fucking following. Name. He's following. Yes, uh, when he's following uh, Mul Heron in the beginning of the movie, twice he makes pretty big mistakes. Mm. He uh, one time he uh, is almost seen over Hollis's shoulder. Mm. Seems like a pretty standard mistake you could make, but I, the whole time I was like. You, I think you're a little close, buddy. You're following mm. a little closely. You're a PI. He's you should bold. be better at this. You know? oh, yeah. uh, and then the other time, he's again following a little too closely, taking pictures, and knocks something off of a roof. Oh, he knocks the shingle off. Right? Yeah. And so we're given two examples of how this guy is good. You know what I mean? Like, he is good. And we've seen him succeed. We also see him succeed in he a previous job. He knows where job. to be. He just yeah. doesn't quite know how to be he's, there. But yeah. he's not 
per- you know, he's not the best. You know, he's 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 two steps behind. Always. And he's not bumbling. No. And that's the, that's one thing that, that he he's could very much be Inspector bumbling. Pluto, not the, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, a, a poorer script would play him as yes, bumbling. Exactly. And, but, and, and that's why just, it's such a smart script. He's realistic. Yes. Uh, it's. It's not even so much. I mean, it's. I think it's just he's in over his head. Like he's yeah. done PI work. Oh yeah. He's checked, but he's done police work. He he's used to be a police officer. Work, but yeah. this is all like, it seems like it's n- not new territory, but uh, a new version of territory that yeah. he's been to before. So as he's doing, you know, whereas at one point he was, oh, I could stand on a roof and spy on this guy. Yeah. Now there's bigger things at stake, mm-hmm. and so it's a little bit uncomfortable for him. Yeah. It's it's new territory in that sense. So yeah, he's going to slip up and knock a shingle yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to, you know, get almost washed away by some water yeah. because he's just... Yeah. yeah. He's well, not, but he's not bumbling. No, he's not. But I, I do like that he's depicted as a, a guy that can make mistakes. He's not, you know, he mm. he very much is depicted as a guy that fancies himself as sort of better than he actually is. Oh yeah, uh, and I think that's very important to his character too. It it uh, it the ending only works because that's who Jake is. Mm. You know what I mean? He because well, I don't think we'd believe that Jake would get this far in over his head if he wasn't that kind of person to begin with. Mm. If he wasn't somebody that fancied himself good enough to get but that far too, in over his head. He he wouldn't... He, I mean, I agree, but at the same time, he wouldn't be in that far over his head if, if he, he wasn't better. good at it. Yeah. I mean, he is good at it. Yeah. He knew exactly where to look. Now, granted, he was accidentally solving the mysteries that he didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was getting all the pieces. Yes. He just didn't quite know how to put them That's together. That's actually one of the joys of the movie for me. I kept bringing this up is... He just stumbles into clues throughout mm. a lot of the movie, and it's he's he's not sure, and neither are we, what they're even clues to or about. But he knows they're important. He just knows they're important, oh, yeah. and that to me is like the key thing that makes him good at this. Right? Mm. Is he just he knows an important piece of information when he sees it, mm. even if he doesn't know what it's about or what it's for or how it's related. He knows it's important, and he just files it away, and he just keeps working and keeps clicking away, and eventually, like. Oh fuck! That obituary that person told me to find means something now. Mm. It's three days later, and now it means something. You know? There's one piece of information though that he didn't register until too late. Yeah, keep all, uh, bad for the glass. Bad for the glass. Bad for the glass. Just because well, of because his... he was registering the wrong information. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, but at, at the same time, the first time that he looked into that pond, he did see he did the see glasses, glasses there, but he just got distracted yep. when uh, Faye Dunaway stopped him. Yep. It's uh oh, it's so good. Now her, I, I've been thinking about this as we've been talking. Her plot is interesting to me. So she, I just kind of want to talk it out. So she comes to him and says, hey, I heard that I hired you to investigate my husband. And you can confirm for me that we never met. So clearly I didn't hire you. So fuck the fuck off. I'm suing you mm. for slandering me in my husband's name, essentially. Uh, then she immediately pulls those charges. H- help walk me through this. Well, he says to... Because he he goes to her house, they're sipping on the yeah. iced tea, and um, that the the that the the butler yeah. uh, who is also the Asian. coach from right. Balls of Fury. Oh I'm just wow, that out hilarious! There. I remember he was the blind coach from Balls of Fury, and uh, great George Lopez flick. Not great, mm-hmm. but you know, it's worth watching. Uh, uh, there, let's see. He said, "What does he say to her?" Because then. Uh, well, he says he was going to go oh, talk he, to her husband, He says right? to her, he's like, I want to talk to your husband because whoever set you up also set me up. Right. And I'm, and not I'm, fuck I, I'm not I don't want to do that. Yeah. And she's like, fine, you convince me. Let's just drop it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can tell she... I, I think she was probably flexing when she said she was going to sue him. Yeah. Especially when the husband disappeared. Because at that point, I think she was aware that he was 
kind of missing. Right. Like something was up, but right. it wasn't like, oh, this guy's missing yet. Right. Because he's just trying to meet up with him. Yeah. And and you get the feeling that, that their marriage probably was a marriage of convenience. Yeah. Because she openly admits to she slept with other men yep. and he had affairs. Yeah. Granted, the one that we all thought was an affair, you know, probably was not. Right. May have been. May, I, I don't I, think I doubt it was. It. I, I think it was probably him trying to help the two of them. I, yeah, I think so, too. And that's and that's the thing is that's completely in yeah, the we dark. Don't know. You know, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Because he's dead. Yep. So I think she just agreed to drop it because it was just like, you know what? It's obviously this guy's going to bring some heat. Yeah. Let's just not even have the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. rather just go ride my ponies. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to figure out, and I guess that did help me a little bit. I guess she probably, once her husband went missing, realized now is the time. I've got to figure out what to do about me and my daughter and mm. get out somehow. Yep. And 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 realize like oh Jake is just going to bring a lot of heat onto this story more. Mm. If I'm going to get out, it needs to be like under the like m- most inconsequential circumstances possible. Like nobody should even realize I'm gone, you know. Mm. Uh, and but then realized like fuck now I'm in too far, and he actually probably could help me with this. So I'm going to pull him in. Does, does that make sense? Is that that makes like sense. What I mean, going it seems to be what's going on. I'd, I'd, I'd once again, I'd want to watch it again. I know it's it's it's. I'm now I'm realizing it's hard for me to piece together her side of the story. Like why did why did she get so involved with Jake? And you know what I mean? Well, like I, mean, I think I kind of know, but I think she just liked him. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's. That is right off the bat. There's a chemistry between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously interested in her. She's yeah. interested in him, and I think they're both uh, fascinated and, and intimidated with one yeah. another. It is in interesting. A There's way. a love story at the center of this that I didn't even really register that. But you're right. Mm. There, there is that is something that's going on underneath a lot of this. Well, he 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 doesn't really need to be there. His right. job is done, so right. it's clear that he cares. Right. And now that there's this man in her life that, is, as far as we're assuming, did care about her, who's yeah. gone, yeah. it seems rather natural that it'll be like, oh, this guy yeah. cares. He's connected with a lot of people. And at the end of the day, uh, they always make mention of she gave him that big paycheck. Yeah. And he was like, it, it might just look like you're paying me to shut up. Right. That also works out and in her somebody benefit. somebody brings that up at if some point, If she disappears, too. he takes the fall. So yeah. at the end of the day, even if it, you know, whether she was trying to scam him or not, right. you know, that's a great insurance policy. Yeah. Because um, that's what I was trying to figure out. I, I like I suddenly realized towards the end of it, it om- her plot, her plot is more like one of those plots we've talked about before. And this, I probably just need to watch it again, and I'll realize it's not mm. this way. But it feels to me, in retrospect, like one of those plots where it's like we get to the end and we're like, yeah, that all worked out. Wait, yeah, what, what was, was the plan? your original uh, plan? What? How did you? You know what I mean? Like I would want to watch it again and figure out, see if I could piece together more of what she was going through and where, mm. she, why she was pulling strings with Jake. Well, also, too, she throughout much of the movie, we are kind of under the assumption that she had something to do right. with her husband's death. Yeah. And it's not until the end that we realize she had nothing to do no, with it. No, not at you all. Know, she was there, no it's, connection these are actually at all. Kind of unrelated. So there's probably a piece of her too that wants to know. Yeah, you know, yeah. she needs That's to know I mean, that I mystery. I think at a certain point she realizes like, oh, Jake can be helpful to me and just sort oh, of yeah. like figuring this out and getting me out mm-hmm. with my daughter. You know. And um, then of course when he meets uh, now Cross, ha ha, I got you it. Got it. Uh, when he meets Cross and Cross offers to double her pay, right. Just so he can bring the mistress in. Yeah. It's just him trying to get his hands on his. Uh, daughter, yes. granddaughter, whatever yes. it is, you yep. know, yeah, yeah. That that I was able to piece together. Oh, it's so I, oh man, this is such a fucking great script, man. It's mm-hmm. all the pieces are are there. They're just giving. You know what it is? It's almost like um uh I, I love using him as an example too. It's almost like an Edgar Wright movie where like he's feeding you information that you don't know is for a joke mm. until like it's too late. Like you oh, have to yeah, watch yeah. the movie a second time and go like, oh my god, well, that's that was a good a mystery. Joke. I mean, that's, and that's, that's a, a key good mystery. To a mystery. That, you know, it's yeah. 
One of the, they're feeding you information all the time. It's just all mismatched and scrambled. Exactly. And I mean, that's. Uh, I was talking to a local comic, Dave Teruso. Yes. He's also a mystery novelist. Yes. And he has a new novel coming out, actually, which we can does, plug. What's it does. called? Do we know? Um, it's called Lost Touch. Lost Touch, yes. Um, but I read Cube Sleuth. Yes. And I, I thought that was a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said when I was chatting to him about it, he said one of the hardest things to do is setting a mystery in present day because it's like you can fix everything Internet, with a cell phone. cell phones, yeah. And he's like, so, you know, that, that makes it harder. But if you look at the pieces of a mystery, it's precisely what you're saying, whereas... We are going to give you everything. Yeah. We're going to give it to you out of order yeah. to the point where you don't even know what is important and what's not. But when the pieces do fit together, you have that oh yeah. moment. Yep. And that uh, the unsolvability of a mystery is almost as important as the solvability of it. Yes. You know, and that's where focus you know, mm-hmm. is, is that there's absolutely no possible way that you could figure out how they did it right. until they tell you. Right. Whereas, you know, even watching Chinatown, you know, we were one step behind, you know, sometimes half a step ahead. Yep. But I don't feel as if the movie was deceiving me. No. In, into, into, you know... It- it was Suspe- never trying to mislead me either. Not at all. There was never a moment where I was like, ooh, I think he did it. You know what I mean? Like That's true. There's no real red herrings no. in this short of... I mean, because there's nobody that, that they point to like he did it. Because right. every, everyone's a suspect. Exactly, yeah. But for real, it, it is like that. And I, I think that that's... It, it's, it's pretty cheap rare, to me I when think, you can, actually. When you can... You know, when you don't give me the pieces up front, that's cheap. But when you give me the pieces and then, you know, I, sh- I put some of them together. Yeah. So that's like, that's cool and stuff. And you pull that final thread at the end to make mm. it really all come together. That is really cool stuff. And it's actually pretty rare, I think, now that I think about it, for a mystery like this to not have a bunch of like, I feel like that's what a lot of modern movies do to, to quote unquote, get away with, hey, we are having a mystery. See, it's a mystery. Mm. Is they just start pointing fingers and going like, here's a little bit of evidence towards this person. Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of evidence towards this person. And you get to the end and pull the final thread and it's like, nope, it was this guy we didn't even tell you about the whole time. Uh, I hated that. And you're like, well, then what about all the other evidence that led us to all these other Fuck people? Fuck the bone collector. How to that people? It's yeah, a waste yeah. of your time. Yes. Yeah, the bone collector pissed me off. Yeah. I mean, just because it's a shoddily made movie, yes, but yes, it yes. just at the very end, it was like, remember that character that was had 30 seconds in the yeah. first scene? He did it. Yeah. I'm like, fucking, you wasted two hours of my time for mm-hmm. that? Get the fuck out of town. Yeah. And whereas this, like, I feel like I could go watch it again and again and, and you know, pull it apart. Oh, yeah. And even so, like, this is probably my third or fourth time seeing this movie. And watching it, I was going, as you were asking me questions, I'm going, I don't know what I should say, because I know so, like, I knew the sister thing, but I forget how that ties you know into what was the, You know, it you was, know was hilarious to me? At one you p- said incest. I said I incest. Like, I can't, I, I was, just had to shut up I was mouth. going, I was going like, wait a second. Like, I was trying to put all the pieces together. Well, you because were under the impression that the guy was fucking his wife's sister. Right. And yeah, that yeah. was incestual. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking, you have no fucking idea. I know. But, like, literally, though... 30 seconds after you said that yeah, there was they like, revealed oh, it was like a crazy incest yeah. like I, and and I only said incestual cuz I was like man like I was trying to put all the pieces together because they did this great thing in this movie and that, mm. now I'm realizing what they did too was they they reveal specific relationships between two characters that you didn't know existed mm. but they reveal them individually apart from how they all fit together as one family unit do you know what I'm saying? So, um, so just give me an example. Okay, I know what so you're saying, but yeah, we find out that like, so we know that uh, Faye Dunaway is currently married to Hollis, mm-hmm. right? We don't find out until maybe a half hour into the movie that Hollis and a man named Cross are partners. 
Oh, we yeah, don't yeah. find out until about 15 minutes after that that her maiden name is Cross. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly I'm going in my head like, okay, so wait. Yeah, is she his sister? Is she his daughter? Yeah, so like I'm starting to put that. And so the movie does this a few times where it illustrates a relationship between two characters for us. Mm. And then it illustrates a relationship between two other characters without telling us that all four of them are actually related somehow. Like interlocking mm. with their relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not until you start to put all those oh, pieces together. That makes together. you think of something even when they talk about how uh, her dad and her husband had a falling out. Right. And the question is, was it about a girl? Was it about the water? And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. And no. I don't know if there's enough to even say no, which one. No, because I think actually two but different characters. But that seems like a very organic mystery. Yeah. I mean, like when you look at something like, uh, and I, I hate to do this again, but like, okay, you look at like, you know, an Agatha Christie novel. Sure. And, uh, you know, great mysteries and all yep. that. And it's filled with red herrings and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's in the plot of a mystery novel. Yeah. You look at something like Serial, mm-hmm. where you, you know, okay, there's a certain narrative, but it's the 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 web of connect of connections that yeah. starts to make it go oh wait a minute there could be more here there mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. and you start to intuit these relationships mm-hmm. and I think Chinatown captures that yeah you know where it could have just been about what happened to the water yeah and what happened to the girl yeah and instead you get this web of connection and so that even now that we know what happened to the girl yeah. we know what happened to the water I still have a million questions that's just brought up by the universe that it's set in yeah. and all those connections with those people well, even that is that is infinitely more interesting than just like he did it in the you know with the candlestick <laughs> yeah, in, the st- yeah. in the study okay yeah. sure <laughs> but uh, you know okay I know who did it I know why but now I have all these questions about yeah. you know was it the girl or the water you know what, what was their relationship well, and that even is so much more earlier in this podcast we, I think we pretty definitively went like, well, the girl actually had nothing to do with the water, right? Like, those are separate things. The murder mm. that was over the in, water. In Jake's story. Right, story. right. The yeah. murder ha- over the water had nothing to do with what was going on with her and her daughter and blah, blah, blah. But then the question at the end of the movie, you're totally right, becomes like, yeah, but what did those things have to do with each other? Oh, yeah. Because I think they might have. There might I be a history there. I think there might be some connection between mm-hmm. them, but it's unclear. We don't know. And I will say, to your point, I believe in the movie... Two different times, uh, two two different on two occasions, different characters specify that it was one or the other that caused oh, that yeah, rift. Yeah. I think maybe Faye Dunaway at one point says it was the, maybe it wasn't Faye Dunaway, but somebody says no, it was the girl. That's what caused the rift between them. And somebody else says, I can assure you, it was the water. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like we don't know. There's no way to know. You know what I mean? People on either side of that track have opinions about. Well, that. and the, what's crazy is that in the world, all of these people are having that conversation. Yes. Of was it the girl? Was it the water? Yeah. Which Almost answers it to me to just say, yeah, it was both. It was both. Because if it's out there in the ether yeah. and these characters are having that the same discussion we're having yep. with each other to one another in regards to the events in their lives, yeah. then that then both of those things were present forces. Yeah. Well, you know, whether on paper it's explicitly like, oh, they fought over this woman or they fought over how to build a dam. You know, I, I've gotten in fights with people about one thing, mm-hmm. but deep down in my it's soul about it was thing. about something else. Yeah. You know, and that's... Uh, listen, that's, I, a, that's as human as anything. I think actually we can get to a pretty definitive point on this because I just realized uh, the the sort of the way the story plays out is uh, by the time Hollis gets murdered, right? He gets murdered on the heels of two things, actually. The, the one that you and I are both thinking of very apparently right now is he gets murdered on the heels of announcing, I'm not fucking building this other dam. Mm. The last one I built with these same specifications broke and a bunch of people died. I'm not doing it. More importantly, I think the water should belong to the people, not to the company that I currently own. Mm. Right? He wants the water to be public, not private. 
so to I think to you and I and, and probably most audiences are and to the movie for the most part that is at face value why Hollis is being murdered right oh, absolutely over that yeah however we also saw him in a boat with uh, Cross's daughter oh right who, who's Cro- Cross is willing to pay top dollar to find to find mm. so. Both of those things were happening simultaneously. There's a reason Hollis is trying to meet with Cross's daughter, right? And they're trying to do it in private. Now, I don't think you or I could answer why, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie doesn't necessarily give us that information. We could probably intuit that it has something to do with, I'm going to try and help you escape with your mother. Okay, well then, here's the other question. Because they never they never explicitly say the woman at the beginning pretending to be Evelyn... Right. Uh, who she works for. Well, uh, who she works for. So in my head, I'm thinking she works for Cross. Right. Because he's there to make Hollis look bad. Yep. And, you know, when that failed, yep. he's, he's And he's trying to get his, his daughter back, too, right? But at the same time... Uh, when when that woman calls uh, Jake and says, time, "Hey, yeah. listen, I'm that person who pretended to be Evelyn. I, you know, uh, what's her name? Oh, she had oh, a cool had a name. Great name. I can't sessions. remember. Ida sessions. sessions. Yeah. Ida when sessions. Ida Sessions calls him, uh, there's a couple questions there. One is, did she have a change of heart? Right. And decide to call in and say, "Listen, someone hired me. There's actually something much bigger going on. And uh, if you look at the obituaries tomorrow, there's a clue. Oh, right. There. She gave him a clue. Right. But then the other question is. Was that even her on the phone? Yeah, who knows? Um, they they very specifically make it so that she does not, you know, she does not uh, actually show up. It's no. just a voice on the phone. Well, in fact, he discovers her dead shortly after that. Not shortly does. after that, yeah. but you know. And she, I mean, and could it be her? Could it be? But I mean, would she yeah. even have that knowledge? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's there's it, a big picture going on that that we're not privy to. That's so true. And that it just it occurred to me as we were talking about it. I think those two things must be very intertwined for those two men, for Cross and Hollis. Uh, because it is unclear to me why he would have... Mur- well, it's clear to me why he would have murdered Hollis in, this, in the case of the water, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also acutely aware that Hollis was meeting with his daughter in private as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think those two things must be inextricably linked somehow. Mm-hmm. At least, well, at the least for him as a man, too, right? Where he was having a, an all-out screaming argument with yes. the guy, and they caught the... You gotta wonder what that was about. Was, was it, it over a business the water? discussion? Was, was it, it a, a I have a right to see my daughter? Yeah. No, you don't. You're I, you're a rapist. Yeah. Did Hollis even really Does even know, know that? You know? Oh God, it's crazy. I know. And I even watching it, I'm sure there's there's you know things to kind of brush you towards an answer, but sure. I don't think there's any sort of mm. definitive answer. That's no. that's not something that that's in there. Yeah. Uh, it, it, should we talk about Polanski a little bit? Like, first of all, as a filmmaker, but then also oh, you yeah, know yeah. just Polanski as a as a divisive figure. I want to look up Polanski. And just and just to see when his uh, his crime happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious because I think there are some things to talk about. I uh, before we hit that, I think we should talk about the positive things about Polanski that happened in this movie, which is just great fucking filmmaker. Uh, this movie is full of some really really interesting. Uh, for one thing, you brought up there's a ton of. Uh, reflection work in this movie. There's a lot of uh, people looking in mirror. Jake mostly looking in mirrors, uh, seeing his reflection in in windows or or posters he's looking at and things. Uh, and that is a tricky thing to do, especially in 1974. There's no way to digitally remove the camera from a shot in a mirror. Uh, so it's just all these really really crafty camera setups that allow for these. Well, there's things. a lot of very long takes. Yeah. That. The way that they're lined up, uh, there's one scene where it's in Jake's office, mm-hmm. and he has his back to his desk, so you can actually see, you know, 
what he'd be seeing sitting at yep. his desk. And behind it, there's a glass-framed photo of some sort. Mm-hmm. But when he turns, his reflection's in it. So he's looking away, but his reflection's... I'm gesturing with my hands like the <laughs> yeah, people yeah. Can, can see this. Uh, his reflection's looking right at the camera. Yep. But the shot leading up to that involved a lot of interplay between the actors where they're moving around the room. Mm-hmm. And so we don't see the floor. So granted, there's probably spots marked where he has to go to line that up. Sure. But in 1974, like this is... When you fuck up something like that and you go, cut, we got to do it again. Expensive. You just lost 500 bucks worth yeah. of exposed film that is now garbage. Yep. And so it's a bold move to make these shots. And Polanski is very specific about those shots. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very bold move to do that. Um, I'd love to see who was, who was his cinematographer. Yeah, because this movie is... You know what I was thinking? This is one of the brightest noirs I've ever seen. I, oh, would, yeah. I would definitely consider it a noir, but it seemed very specifically trying to be a bright, sunny noir mm-hmm. as opposed to a dark, shadowy noir. Oh, yeah. It's super bright. I mean, it, it does get dark and shadowy. Actually, the one part where it gets dark and shadowy is Polanski's uh, cameo, yep, yep. which is probably my favorite scene Sup- in the movie. He puts great. on a great performance. Yeah. It's the, the nose slicing. Yep. Oh, it's so good. Um yeah, I, I I think he's a bold filmmaker yeah. in terms of that. I mean, even when you look at Rosemary's Baby, that's mm-hmm. a very bright and sunny horror movie about Satan. Yeah, you know about and and once again, it it does have a rape element. Yeah, you know, and so it it's very dark stuff, but yeah. shot brightly. Yeah, and that to me is one of the things that makes Rosemary Ro- Rosemary's Baby so horrifying is that it's not like oh the lights are out now I'm scared. It's oh the people that I know and care about are conspiring to get me yeah. on a Thursday at noon. Yeah. You know, it's that that is so and so for this one it's this is what Jake does every day as a PI. He mm-hmm. looks at shit, he finds out the information, he goes home and gets paid. Yep. He just wants to make an honest living as he always <laughs> yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. Which oh that's another thing I I want to bring up but we'll get to that. Sure. But in the in the you know it's a darker situation that he's in, but it's no different than his normal day to day in terms of how everything looks. Yeah, and that's scary mm-hmm. because you know you scratch it's Twin Peaks. You scratch under the surface of the idyllic, uh, you know, neighborhood, and you yep. find fucked up shit. Yep. You know, he just never mm-hmm. was in a position. Scratch under the surface, and it turns out everywhere is Chinatown. Yep. <laughs> the one, the one thing that that made me think of that I wanted to say, and yeah. I'll, I'll ask you this: What is the one thing that Jake Giddis says he will never do, and if anyone accuses him of it, he gets pissed. It's uh, the only thing that I've ever that he ever gets mad at in the uh, movie. I can't, I can't remember exactly what the guy asked him. It was in the barber shop, right? When it happens a couple times. Guy. I don't know. He does not extort people. Oh right, right, right. He's yeah. not a thief. Right. He's, he's not, not like these, yeah. and that's why at at the heart he's going after this this yep. water thing. His job was to find pictures of the guy cheating. Yep. Job done. done. But he can't let it go. Yeah, why? Be- because they because these people are extorting name. people. Yeah. They tried to slander his name. And accuse him of doing what they're actually exactly, doing. Yep. And that is the one evil that he sees. He'll spy, he'll do this, but he's an honest man making an honest living. His yep. words. Yep. But if the second that he sees extortion or is ac- excused of extortion, it is a call to action. Yeah. That's so That's so cool. It's really interesting. He really is. Uh, yeah, he's a just guy. He, yeah. he's, he really just wants to collect his paycheck, but he couldn't see the injustice go, right. you know, go unpunished. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating about the end is that try as he might... <laughs> you don't have enough money to do that, dude. You know what I just realized? There's a great moment in the beginning of this movie where he tries to give advice to Polly. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Polly. Yeah. Uh, he tries to give advice to Polly. Uh, I think it was Polly, actually. Polly! Or maybe... No, you know what it was? Bert Young is who we're referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sorry. And it wasn't <laughs> even him. I, I, I actually think it was Ida uh, uh, Sessions. Sessions that he might have said this to. Maybe. Uh it's so funny that this, and if it's oh, Ida, it's even funnier. The advice lie. he gave her, yeah. yeah. He, he goes like, "Hey, you don't want to know. 
Whatever yeah. it is you're looking for, I promise you, you just don't want to know. Just yep. let sleeping dogs lie. He Which can't is, take his own advice. He that's can't take his own advice. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. That, and that's true. He couldn't do it. And he get, and two of all people, he gave it to Ida Sessions, mm-hmm. the person that dra- technically drags him into this whole thing. Doesn't drag him in, but opens the doors to this world that he's about to launch himself into. You know. Well, let's ask this question. If he didn't get involved, what would have played out, can we assume? I, that's a, that's kind of what I was trying uh, to ask about uh, Faye oh, Dunaway's about Faye character, Dunaway. actually. Well, I mean, we can assume that... Uh, the water would have been routed however the, the uh, cross wanted it to. Right, which is going to so happen the anyway, dam would sure. have been built, yeah. and, you know, so that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. So the orange groves are screwed. Yep. Um, I guess we can assume that Faye Dunaway would have probably stayed in her house and kept the daughter in hiding at least for longer than... than you know. I, she seemed to always want to go to Mexico. Yeah. She had that... But I don't think that the catalyst was there without yeah. Jake's well, uh, meddling. I think that I think my interpretation of it is that Hollis was probably trying to help them accomplish that in yes. some way. Yeah, I'm assuming that's why he was meeting with the daughter. Now I don't know why you'd meet with the young daughter about that necessarily, but I, I, I'm assuming that's why that connection is there. Well, she. I mean, it's clear that the daughter doesn't know right. the extent of her relationship with everybody yeah. so it very well could have just been you know a big brother kind of thing yeah just like he's trying to take her out yeah take her on the you know like she she's essentially in hiding yeah uh her existence is a curse on their yeah, family yeah, yeah. in some way yeah and so if he is as good a guy as faye dunaway said yeah i i could totally see that i mean yeah. i i know if there was someone in my family that was that was shunned somehow. You know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd want to take him mm-hmm. to a movie and That's do something. True. Just to, it could have been you know, like uh, simpler than I'm trying to make. Yeah, it out just to be I want to show yeah. you a life. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it just looked bad. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's another thing too. It's. You can frame anything to look bad. Yeah, you know, and and a, a private investigator. That a lot of that is their job. I mean, he didn't even. I mean. Literally, all he had to do was take a picture of the two of them in a boat together, mm. and the st- the story frames itself. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he literally, all he had to do was get the picture. Mm. It doesn't matter what's actually happening in that picture or the explanation for it. He was, as we've just talked about, strictly hired to go get these oh, pictures yeah. of them together, return them to who hired him to take those pictures, hands-free. That's it. That's all he's there to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And his, it was this press guy that leaked it to the paper. Exactly, yep. And so he had nothing. But yeah, and then it wrote itself. Yeah. And then the question is, if this guy really, you know, felt he was doing something shady. Right. He probably wouldn't have been out in public mm-hmm. as a well-known public figure right. in this boat with this girl if it was anything to be ashamed of. Right, so I, right, I imagine right. that he, he had good intentions yeah. with that. Yeah. But Yeah, uh, I don't know what the... I don't know how the plot would have played out otherwise. That I do want to revisit this movie... With that in mind, mm-hmm. like, so what? what is really going on here underneath all of this? Without J- if we pull Jake out of the story, what is the story? I mean, if we I pull Jake we out of the story, know. less people would be dead. Yeah, that's At least totally by true. one. Yeah. Uh, or two. Yeah. Um, Although, potentially, you know, 500 people might die when that new dam breaks. Exactly, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And all those oranges. Hey, go, you know what I wanted to bring up, by the way? How crazy is it that the actual plot of this movie is this water company is just dumping gallons of drinkable water oh, yeah. just into, the, into ocean. the ocean so that they well, can maximize the profit. Apparently that's based on a true thing. In, in the early days of Los Angeles, yeah. what they were saying at the beginning of the movie is true. You have the ocean on one side, yep. which you cannot use for crops, nope. you cannot use for drinking, and you nope. have a desert on the other side. What do you do? Yeah. How do you get all of these mm-hmm. people watered? How well, do you get all... Again, this movie is very prescient. We're running into this again right now in California. Oh, yeah. They're oh, running yeah. out of water. Oh, yeah, a huge thing. And, that's, and it's just a nature of their geography. Yep. 
But in the terms of real estate and you know all the all the government bureaucracy and red tape, yeah. there's a business there. Mm-hmm. And anytime that something's needed that isn't around, someone's going to make money. Mm-hmm. And if they do it, then they've got the power. Mm-hmm. And so this is based on something that did happen, That's at least crazy. in terms of that, and is once again happening. Just dumping gallons of water mm-hmm. just to make sure they can maximize the profit at the end of the day. It's nuts. It's crazy. You see it in every business, though. Yeah. You see it absolutely everywhere. Yeah. So I goes, just thought that was like such a crazy. But idea what are we going like to do plot. about it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's Chinatown. My name is Jake. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. just Chinatown. It's Chinatown. Yeah. But uh, to jump back into the the filmmaking the aspect thing. of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, Polanski is one of those directors that that I think predates the the mid nineties like very present director that mm-hmm. we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Aronofsky and Fincher. Mm-hmm. Um, Ah, uh, there was a couple other examples I had, but those are two good examples. They are good. Where, you know, you look at something like Pi, you look at something like Fight Club, mm-hmm. and you see, like, this is a movie that is being directed. Then as they get a little bit, you know, further away they from that, you look at something like The Social more. Network, that mm-hmm. is distinctly a Fincher movie, but it's much more metered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like, whoa, check out, we're in your face with this movie. I think Gone Girl is actually a great Gone example per- of him really Zodiac is himself. the yeah. finest example, mm-hmm. I'd say. and But it's still... Distinctly, distinctly his movie and when i look at something like chinatown i see that level of skill where oh, it's yeah. like there's a guy here that knows how to make a movie and make it look good and be a very you know be a very active director and interesting director that isn't just pointing a camera at something yeah but it isn't so you know we're looking for that kind of stuff yeah 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 if i wasn't looking for that kind of stuff that's mm-hmm. that kind of film language that washes over you yep. and tells you the story yep you know, it's if I told you a story like this, then you'd listen to it. But if I told you a story like this and put some things into my words and, you know, yep. did that, it, it actually, you know, that's that's how it works. And, yeah, I could I could film a play and you could watch it and mm-hmm. love it. But by doing this, it coaxes the viewer into it. And Polanski is a master of that. Yeah, there's no but there's flair never, to his direction. No flair, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a couple shots that were clearly done handheld, which is oh, awesome yeah. to think about with film. Holy shit. Uh, because they the had giant reels and all that. Time. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it still has that same urgency as a you know handheld shot today. Mm-hmm. But even more so just because you know you're burning film yeah it's he's a remarkable filmmaker oh yeah personal life aside he's absolutely incredible well no, i mean that i the the one scene in particular i do want to talk about and may, maybe as it relates to him personally i don't know the the scene where nicholson is slapping faye dunaway mm-hmm. which is of course the big reveal of of what's going on i, I was really interesting to me because it, i mean tell me how you feel about this my, my interpretation of that is this is just a this is a product of its time, uh, which is this woman is hysterical, and mm. the only way to uh, bring a hysterical woman back to reality is to oh, just slap some beat sense her. into her. Yeah, slap some well, sense into her. I wouldn't even say so much that it's a product of its time, right? Because I, I don't even think that's appropriate in the seventies. No, no, no. But more, I, the, more so the time the movie. But the time set. the movie is. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that was just. I mean, hysterical comes from the, the you know, hyster yeah. is, you know, hysterectomy is getting your uterus mm-hmm, removed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it hysterical is based around the notion of, oh, women are crazy. Exactly. And so I, I think that when, it, especially in the, you know, the noir thing, mm-hmm. there's two types of women. Mm-hmm. There's the bombshell yep. and then there's the crazy person. Yep. And so I think that this captures that. And also... It, you know, just the way that Jake views himself, as we talked about mm-hmm. before, he is the detective that, or he wants to be the detective, yeah. and if he's got to slap a slap one of the birds to yeah. get it to, you know that. And then, you know, 
I, I don't know how I would even tie it into Polanski's personal life. He doesn't have any history with violence against women. I, I know. I, um, but it's, I, I think it's, it's just meant to fit into the fact that this was the 30s or 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how, that's how it was. Yeah, oh, totally. It, just, it struck me as like such a, not an odd choice, uh, mm. but it is a, a strange commentary, only in the sense that him doing that is what gets the real information out oh, of absolutely. her. That I think, if you want to believe what the movie is presenting, he would not have got otherwise. I think he wouldn't have gotten it otherwise, but I, I got to say, at least personally, and maybe it's just viewing it from the lens of 2015, yeah. that to me was a character break for him in yeah. terms of... Oh, I don't th- I don't get the impression Jake would just be like beating women. No, no, I, I think that I think what that represents, I think we're supposed to be shocked by yeah, it yeah, because yeah. it represents a moment where... He's at wit's end. Yeah. He's expended every resource he knows how to do, you know, knows how to how to exploit to get the information that he, you know, he wants and doesn't even know how to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just came down to that. Yeah. You know, just, and it's so odd to me because technically he's rewarded for doing it. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That is to me the weird commentary that I just feel the need to to well, bring light to. I think it's in in I think it's in congruence with with the rest of the movie. I mean, the the rapist uh, murderer water magnate gets rewarded for his oh, actions. One hundred percent. You know, and anybody who takes advantage of somebody else yeah. in this movie gets rewarded for yeah. their actions. So whether it's purposeful you, or I, not, yeah. I, I think it does fit in the theme of it just total- like yeah. You know, it, it's it's a villainous move on on Jake's part. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's Chinatown. I, I you know, know. And, and, <laughs> it's, it w- and to be fair, it would not it would not have been considered villainous probably in the 30s or 40s. You oh, know not what at I mean? All. Like I, I, it would not have been viewed through that lens. And uh, any but, but old that, detective, you know, yarn I've seen usually has a oh, woman yeah, getting yeah. slapped that out does of hysteria. Bring up another slight complication for me though, which is, but this movie is being made in 1974, mm. so he should have the hindsight and perspective to go like, yeah, but I shouldn't highlight this mm. specific thing we did in the 30s and 40s as he's going to be rewarded for it. Well, I mean, once again though, I I still have to say, and like I get what you're saying, yeah, but that's that is the movie in terms oh, I know, of you I know, know the bad people get rewarded. Yeah, oh totally. You know, you you want to and you know the the one person who's trying to do something good gets shot in the face. Yeah, I know, I know. So it's like it it, it gets hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so it's, it's like w- it, this is one of those weird things I think where it's, it's supposed like, to be complicated. Yeah, it is. You know? like, I, it's I don't supposed even, to it's I'm not, not even saying I have pleasant. a problem with it. I no, I, yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. it's a thing that like when I see things like this, I like to bring light to them because I think they're important conversations to oh, have absolutely. when you see things like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but I, I would not, uh, I'm not bringing it up as like a mark against the movie in oh, any no, way. No, no, no. Um, but it is, I do think it is still interesting with Polanski's own personal history too. I know he doesn't have any history of violence against women, mm. but there are, you know, there are these consistent themes throughout some of his movies, like rape and and, and mm. certain kinds of violence against women. And when you look at how he's sort of become this like enemy of the state, you know, mm. it's like. What I, I don't know. It's just it's fascinating to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a connection me, there. Wh- you know? whether whether there, the, the, whether it's direct or not, there exa- is a connection. Exactly, you know, it is he, there. He whether however you feel about is it him, about the water? Is it about the girl? Exactly. However you feel about him, yeah. we as a, a country have deemed him a criminal. Mm. And and when you look at his movies, you look at like man, they're a lot about criminal activity. Oh yeah. Now, what do they say about that? What does that say about him? I don't know necessarily, but I think it is interesting to investigate those things. And you know, oh, what I mean? absolutely. It's 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 just a very interesting parallel. And, uh, I think the choice to have it in there first off isn't even Polanski's no, choice. No, That's something in the, the script. Right, 100%. But uh, I, I think it, you know, the, this movie is trying to play with the tropes of the noir a little bit, yeah. and that is one. One of them, 100%. And, you know, it is, it is I think, supposed to be jarring and all it, that. It de- and it definitely you know, is, and it's, yeah. it's a moment of at wit's end. Yeah. But, uh, 
at the, the end of the and day, the reveal at the end of it is fucking crazy. Oh yeah, is like really, really. This woman crazy. is essentially just consistently brutalized. Yes, yeah, and yeah. and but once again, she's treated just she's Chinatown. You yeah. know, just let it go, yeah. let yeah. it go. It's fucking crazy. It, yeah, man, this movie was good. It's I so really, good. I right? really like this movie. But that I I will say that the one thing that I I do have a problem with that slapping scene though. Yeah. Is that because the whole idea of slapping a woman out of hysteria seems so like bizarre to me? Yeah. And just so it actually plays as as kind of comical, not not necessarily comical in watching it, but no, no, no. It, it just it's one of the moments where it it most seems like a movie, yeah. And not that I'm watching something really happening. That's I totally one know of those what you're saying. You're not just, like, just like, ha he's hitting a woman. Oh yeah, it, I'm laughing because like, I'm like, why is that your response to this? Well, like, not even, not even. I mean, there is that, yeah. but it's also like it just calls to you know. I, I picture the nun slapping the guy on the plane, an airplane. Yeah. Like it just seems so cartoonish yes. to slap someone yeah. sane. Well, and so even though yes, it's it's fitting in here, the movie seems to play very. Re- I mean, really realistically yes, through very. and through. So when it reaches that point, that's a part where. To me, it slightly betrays its realism. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder if that's just because I live in a time where we know that it's wrong to hit people. Yeah. You know, so it's... Well, it's also funny to me because you had the, 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 the true realistic side of it to me is like, I don't know why anyone ever thought like hitting a woman would make oh, her yeah. less hysterical. That would just make me more mad yeah, if someone like, hit me what? in the face. Like, it's, the, like, when you, it actually is kind of hilarious when you think about this Well, the scene way she's where, getting like, hit, though, it's like, uh, sister, yeah, daughter, yeah. Ksh, Sister, daughter, it, she's my it, sister and it, my it daughter. It's comical, actually. Like it, it it's like it's, it's like stages. Sh- it's weird. Yeah, it really is. It's it's yeah. It, it is a. Bit, That's where my problem is yeah. that it's kind of a tonal change well, that and, doesn't work for and, me. And and I I will say to the point I was trying to make. I I think that 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 does what you're saying adds another layer of complication to it, which is just like yeah, like it's also like a thing where like. Yeah, this doesn't even seem that real. So, like, what you know? Which yeah, is, again, doesn't like, hurt the movie. Yeah, it's like not that it hurts the movie, but it's it's again, it's like, well, what are you depicting then? Like, yeah, what is yeah. it that you're showing us then? What is the point of you know what I mean? Not what is the point of this, but like, what does this really mean? Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, because if, if at the end of the day, it's like it's kind of comical because it's like, how does this even? Why does he even think this would work? And what you know? It's like honestly, if I were to if I were to guess, I think that it's, I, it's probably just that. It, an effort to add something to a scene where she could just be like, well, she's my sister and uh, she's my I daughter. I know what you're saying. They're de- they and she's my sister and my daughter. They needed to add some what sort of a rah, you know? a dramatic tension exactly. to that reveal. It's a dramatic moment. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's my issue with is that it's just kind of a sloppy dramatic moment. Yeah. But it's punctuated with an awesome reveal. That reveal is crazy. But it is weird. Yeah, it, it, but let's talk about Polanski's personal uh, life. Yeah, please. I actually have... I mean, I, I have... I have somewhat of a knowledge of this, yeah. Because go, you go ahead, crack well, it, let's give it a give it a run. The one real thing quick that I will that I will dis- well, first and foremost, about six years before Chinatown came out, okay. Um, while Roman Polanski was shooting something in Europe, yep. his wife and all of her friends were uh, murdered brutally by the Manson family. Yes, um, her blood was written the word "pig" on the wall mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Nobody comes out of that normal. No. Nobody. Mm-mm. You know, and this is a guy who just had success with Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. just, you know, just had, you know, he, he was just a little European filmmaker who suddenly is like, you're Hollywood gold. Yeah. You know, and he's got the celebrity wife, he's got all that, and then, like that, it's taken in the most horrifying, yeah. crazy way, and he could have been there. Yeah. And even more so, she was going to go visit him, and he said, no, 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 I'll be home soon. Yeah. So the whole thing is is messed Fucked. up. Fucked. Yeah. So this is a guy who's who's seen some weird shit. Yeah. Um, 
also survived the Holocaust. Yes. So, you know, this this guy has seen has the worst of humanity and all yeah. that stuff. Now, one of the things that I would like to dispel about the situation where he had sex with the 14-year-old girl yes. is people think that Roman Polanski fled. Mm-hmm. He did not. Right. He went. The prosecutor chose not to press charges mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. The first and foremost being that where Roman Polanski comes from, that's not against the law. Hmm. And uh, Did he do it there? No, no, he did it in America. But the main thing was they were like, we're not going to go after him because you know, he's he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's first and foremost. But, uh, you know, we're he grew up and was raised in a in the ideal where that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, should he have known? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this it also falls under the thing of this girl's parents dropped her off with the implicit understanding that that was essentially going to happen mm-hmm. as a result of this photo shoot. Mm-hmm. It was like when people dropped kids off at Neverland Ranch. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I don't yeah. want to victim blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he did was wrong. Absolutely yeah. wrong and frankly, really gross. Yeah. But he did not flee. Right. He went to face the charges. They chose not to prosecute. And then 30 years later, a new prosecutor opened up the books and he mm-hmm. said, well, no, I'm leaving now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if anything to save face for him, this is a man who said, oh, what I did was illegal and wrong. Okay, I'm yeah. going to face the charges. And they said, we're not pressing any. Yeah. Doesn't make it right. No. Um, but I, I'm, at least in ter- in those terms, I'm willing to work with it. Especially because I really, really think he's one of the best filmmakers out there. I go um, the other way with it, but I do have I do have an issue just with the act itself. It's it's yeah, wrong, you know. I actually go the other way with it, which is more that I I am able to separate the artist and the art. I think mm. so. Like I t- I love his movies absolutely, I and, really, and I think really that's like what movies. it really comes down to. Is I don't know the guy. Yeah, I'm never gonna know the guy, yeah. and as long as he makes movies that I like, I'm into it. Do I think it's he's well beyond the point where he should probably be charged? Yeah, I would think so. But at the same time, I can't go out there and condone it because it's fucking gross. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's wrong. Well, and I don't even, uh, yeah, I don't even know if I agree with that necessarily, but I, I just think, like, I am capable of separating the artist from the art. Mm. Uh, I I probably have complicated feelings about, like, should he be able to make more art? Uh, mm. Should he be in prison? Like, things like that, like, I have more complicated feelings about. But as far as, like, here's a bunch of art he made. Oh, yeah. Like, it's out there. I can't do anything about it. that. Absolutely, and some of it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's it. That for as far as I'm concerned, like that. That's what my relationship with him is based on. Yeah, I that, always say it. I think Tom Cruise said some really awful things about yeah, the but state I fucking of medicine. Love his movies, but I don't care. He's not my doctor, so yeah. uh, I'll watch Mission Impossible yeah. five, six, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. a million. You know, yeah. as long as they keep coming out, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I definitely have. I, I think uh, more complicated feelings about him, what he did, whether. I'd Whether actually be curious to, to what the what the the victim said. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a. St- I mean, I don't think there's ever been a statement from her sure. that I'm not aware of, it. and I'd love to know that. But like, you know, I wasn't there. I don't, I don't know, know it, so I don't want to pass judgment. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know enough about. But it I can't feel comfortable. Like I don't feel comfortable being like this guy ran from the law, uh, but no. I also don't feel comfortable being like, well, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not. It's you not, know, it's yeah. it's very distinctly not. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I I can separate it. That you that's know? my thing. Is like Michael I, Jackson's still the king of pop. Yeah, that's my I, big you know, thing. That was honestly why I wanted to bring it up. W- was not even to necessarily get into like how do we feel about what he may or may not have done, and do we think he did or didn't do it? 
more to talk about this bigger idea that, uh, I mean, let's be honest with, with what uh, has been going on with Bill Cosby for the better part of the last year has become a big uh, topic of conversation, which is separating the artist from their work. Uh, and I can tell you, I can still listen to Cosby himself and enjoy the shit out of it because it's one of the best comedy albums I've ever heard. Absolutely. It's really funny. Absolutely. Uh, that, that says nothing about how I feel about that artist oh, yeah. or what that artist may or may not have done. You know? I mean, I, I, I always, uh, I, and, and I agree with you hundred percent. I, 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 I no longer want to meet Bill Cosby, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love, I love himself. That's great. It's a great album. Yeah. It, it, you got to do it. Yeah. It, uh, so I think that is an important conversation that can be had when you're talking about somebody like Polanski or any of these figures. Mm. It was just, I think that's an important thing. I mean, and not only an important thing, just think about the multitude of artists that we praise the work of oh, that yeah. have been dead now for centuries that probably did fucking horrible things. It's just like what Cross said. If you live long enough... Yep. You'll become a respectable old man. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a prostitute, to, which is crazy because I don't even want to hate on prostitutes. No. You're doing good work. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, just be safe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I hope you can. Well, this um, man clearly had a negative opinion of women. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he's, he was a, an old man rapist, but he yeah. also had a negative opinion of himself, but he just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I, I think in terms of separating, you know, I, I made the joke during the uh, when the when Sean Penn made his Oscars joke. Mm -hmm. It was like that's the thing you're gonna get mad at. Yeah. Not the multiple times he has assaulted people, beat women, the time he kidnapped, raped, and tortured Madonna. Like right. none of that was yeah. an issue. But but you know this his green card joke. Yeah, that his was green a big card problem. to his, a friend of his. His kind of funny green card joke. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the wrong place, but yeah. is that really yeah, what's gonna place, set you off? Yeah. But it's just it's it's one of those things where it's like you know give it enough time yep. and and you know you're you're it's fine you mm -hmm. know and. We're all hypocrites at the end of yeah. the day. I and I, I think uh I've seen a lot of You know what's funny? Polanski is actually living out Cross's uh sort of oh, treatise yeah. thing. Yeah, right? He's you live long enough, you become a respectable old man. Well, yeah, precisely. Yeah. And that's and that's the point I'm trying to make is yeah. we, we do this with everybody. I mean, we look back on Marlon Brando, one of the greatest actors of all times. Piece of shit. Mm -hmm. uh, John Lennon probably one of the worst human beings <laughs> in history but his message of love lives on and his yeah. music's great and so we respect him and we love him for that and yeah. I don't think anybody is below or above that if the mm. art speaks for itself yeah. um, because I think that's the thing is the art can speak for itself I, I, I am definitely a big uh, supporter of the notion of uh, you know uh, the author is dead absolutely I, I that you know that is one of those dumb like I'm a, I'm a liberal arts college student ideas but it is one that makes sense to me, actually, which oh, is yeah. just like once the artwork, once the art is actually a specific work, mm. right? It's one specific entity, a specific work that can be distributed to people and they can receive and interpret themselves. I, I think Polanski is then not out of the question. Like we still talk about like, oh, look at the cool things you do with the camera. And that's why oh, the yeah. story works for me. But uh, also... Whatever he's doing personally has nothing to do with this now. Oh, absolutely, piece, you know. And the, and also at the same time too, um, good art doesn't mean the artist is above reproach, no. or above punishment, and vice versa, you know, and also. vice versa. Mm -hmm. And you have to separate them. Yeah, you know, just because. It, and, and it's funny because you oftentimes see that, like. Sean Penn got away right, with those things right. because his art was so good. Yeah. You know, and, and to some extent Polanski as well. Yeah, yeah. And 
that's wrong to me. I think so. But at the same time, it's equally wrong to me to be like, I hate this art because right, right, right. of that Chinatown person. is a dog shit movie because Polanski because is that. a dog shit human. Exactly. Which is not the case. I hate that. Yeah. I, that's that's something that always... Like, I, I remember... Uh, I, I think this, this applies. It might not... Uh, my dad will not watch a movie with Brad Pitt in it. Uh-huh. He was like, ah, he sucks. And I was like, yeah, but you've never seen any of his movies, so how do you even know? Yeah. And he, he didn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just one of those, like, whatever your reason for disliking Brad Pitt has caused you to dismiss the art. And really, now you're just, now you've just been a bubble of negative. Yeah. And, and you've got no reason behind it. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's, well, you need to separate that. At the end of the day, he's going to not see a bunch of legitimately great Absolutely. movies. Because he has, you know, a, a weird notion about someone involved with that movie Mm -hmm. that speaks nothing to the quality of that movie Mm -hmm. of that piece of art you know i I, I think those things are totally separate uh and it's an uh i you know what i'm actually glad that this episode led to this discussion i think it i think it even applies to the themes of of the movie it does you know in terms of at what point do you let go of that yeah you know but and and even the way they regard chinatown Mm -hmm. you know that is attributing attributing a face to something that that isn't even necessarily there because they're going ah you know don't even worry about it it's chinatown you know as little as, as little as you can do but it's like you just put this label as to what chinatown is to you and you won't even go there right to find, you know yeah. like you you won't even go there to see that there's a culture there or whatever you know it's the same way I, i'm terrified to set foot in north philly but it's like there's probably plenty of wondrous things that i won't understand simply because i'm like whatever that's north philly labeled out done it's not, I'm not yeah. saying that it's right, yeah. but it's a mentality that's there, and, and I think that does apply to what we're saying. How uh, maybe ironic is the right word, right word for this? Is it that uh, now in the last years of his life, Polanski has essentially been forced to live in Chinatown for the rest of his life? Right? Yeah, right. He's had to go to his Chinatown for the rest of his life. Well, I, I imagine his, uh, his Chinatown is probably palatial and filled with, with many, many wonders. I was going to say, it, truthfully, he's probably actually enjoying himself he's quite a bit. He's probably doing well. Uh, I, he's actually been putting out great work. Uh, yeah, um, I know. Uh, Venus and Fur was sweet. I, I haven't mean, seen that one yet. It's not the best. It's, yeah. a, it's a filmed play, but it's made cinematic mm-hmm. by, by him. Um, uh, the Ghost Rider. Oh with, man, I missed that uh, one. Ewan That's McGregor. with uh, Ewan McGregor. I that really movie to see that. is great. That was maybe five, six years ago now, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That is a great flick. Yeah, yeah. And that was one that actually I remember seeing because I, I went on I went on an OK Stupid date, mm-hmm. and it was just oh that's the next thing playing, and we just want to see this, yeah. so we went to see that. And it wasn't until like a week later that I was like, oh, that was Polanski. Oh, right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great flick. Yeah, great flick. Yeah, it's uh, man, what a fascinating figure. Mm-hmm. There's actually oh, there's a um. There's a an HBO documentary called Roman Polanski Wanted and Desired. Oh yeah, yeah, highly yeah. recommend. Um, yeah, it, it. I mean, it, it covers a lot of what we're covering in terms of his personal life. Yeah, and it doesn't really make an opinion over he should be defended, he right, should be right, this. Right. It's just here's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, what a notable life. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. what whether the ups and downs and yeah. and wrongs and rights yep. are all out there. It's just a lot happened. Yeah it's pretty interesting yeah, yeah you know yeah. and you know where there's some things that i can't forgive him for there's some things that that i respect him for yeah and then well there's some things that that i that you know i i pity him for you know mm-hmm. there's there's a huge mix of things oh there. yeah and i i couldn't tell you if i could be friends with him yeah, i don't yeah. know i have I mean, too many I, conflicted feelings but I, god damn it i'd love to interview him i think with somebody like this it is it's important to 
condemn what is condemnable. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, it's very important to be well, like... Well, that's where my my conflict my yeah. conflict comes from is because that sort of crime to me is unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. It's, and is it's it's ooky. It's important but to make that But my intense clear. respect for his work... Right. I would love to sit down yeah. across from him and... and, and Learn and, something, and I think you're right. It's it, it is one of those weird things of like, like I said, it's very important to condemn what's what's condemnable. Um, but it is a life lived, right? Oh yeah. Like, like, well, I, I think it's equally important to applaud what's applaudable. Y- yes, one hundred percent. Um, uh, but it's also like it is a life lived, right, wrong, uh, or otherwise. It's a life lived, and it is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And it is one where I probably would want to sit down and be like, can we, I just want to talk to you. Like, can, can we, uh, can something could be gained from that. Yeah. Something can I, could be learned. Yeah. Like I, I do think that that is also an important thing to say in all of this. It condemn what's condemnable, applaud what's applaudable, but also like a life is a full spectrum of things. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and you do need to consider all of them, the applaudable and the condemnable. Uh, and you, and I and I think it's probably most important above all of this to just sort of be able to take both of those pills simultaneously. Absolutely, you know what I mean. You you can't. This is not a red or blue pill situation where you choose one and go. That's how we judge things from now on. Mm. You know, or that's how we judge this figure. Oh, there's from so now on there's out. so much of that. Yeah, and and. I, I, there's there's so much of that that goes on, especially now just in instant feedback yes. with the internet. There's so much going on of just like, here's the stamp of how you should feel about this. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And like, you know, it's all well and good, but I, I feel like a lot of that breeds more of the condemnable behavior. Yeah. You know, and, and it whereas a lot of ignorance is what we it could breeds. we could angrily, you know, and, and con, you know, condemn uh, Polanski and be like, you know, mm-hmm. do all that and like. Deep down, I want to, because mm-hmm. it, oh, it's it's ooky. I, mm-hmm. I you know wh- what happened, but at the same time, like, what is there to be gained from that? Yeah. You know, there, there's nothing to be gained, but I, you know, it, whereas I, whereas I could never understand what caused that behavior, or caused that event mm-hmm. fully. I think the attempt to try is way more progressive than just being like hands off, not going to watch his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like I, I think that that. If there is a good to come from it, it's the fact that we can consider it, entertain it without subscribing yeah. to it, and perhaps learn a little something about ourselves. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, totally. And uh, then this is the, another thing that I'll just, to relate it back to Chinatown. Yeah, please. Uh, Chinatown's 1974. Yep. His uh, sex crime happened in 1977. Whoa. So the question you ask is, when somebody is at the top of the world yep. and is so powerful, <laughs> and those walls come down that they're able to do anything, mm-hmm. what are they capable of? Yep. Uh, dude, I and it's weird that he asked that question before having to answer it a couple years later. Dude, I'm telling you, I was thinking it's the whole wild. time throughout this movie. I was like, Cross is Polanski. Mm-hmm. His whole story is like basically Polanski. And it's story. weird because it doesn't come from a place of no. I've lived this, right. so I'm going to tell this story. Yeah, it's just a weird coincidence. Well, and that's why you I was know, trying. To it's s- just wild. And that's what I was trying to say. Where it's like I know, I know his crimes were not like these violent crimes against women. Although you know, th- not violent crimes against women. Most there's, likely, there's some sort of connective tissue there, there that, that you can't help but feel. There is, you know? and, and it's also it's the connection of. Now let's go look at the work that he made, right? Mm. Like, and and some of the work that before he w- before any of this even happened, and go like, okay, 
what kind of person are we dealing with? Yeah. Like, w- because I think you what can. What is his mentality? Exactly. How does he view women? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and again, it's like, he didn't write this script. He probably didn't write a lot. I don't think he, he wrote, wrote a lot of the script. He's an uncredited uh, script contributor for Chinatown. So okay, he go. didn't not write it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, but I also, you know, he's one of those filmmakers where it's like, yeah, sure. He didn't write this movie, but he's one of those filmmakers where every movie he makes is is his movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and, and he well, wouldn't I think be we making can, We can look script. at Spielberg's body of work yeah. and say, here's a man who cares about children. Yes, exactly. You know, and like, you would his not, movies aren't about kids, but I think that's a fair assessment. He so wouldn't you read can, a script. You can and, into it, these Exactly. Questions. He wouldn't read a script and go like, yeah, I don't find anything relatable here. I'll make it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it would have to speak to him in some way. And so this is where it's, I think, interesting to go back and go like, okay, so... How are women depicted in these movies? Yeah, what is his connection yeah, to exactly, that? Yeah, exactly. I find that very interesting. And I, I, that's that's a fun thing. That I used to always joke like it's fun to look look back at Elton John's body of work and go, oh, the, he was gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And like the songs still have the same message, yep. but a slightly different meaning. Yep, yep. Now, granted, he was married to a woman at one point, so that that's a very broad and unfair course, assessment. But the joke being that like the same could be said for Queen. Exactly. Queen songs, yeah. When you when you look back at something that. You know, with a new piece of information, sometimes you can find truth there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just it, that—that's interesting. Yeah, bigger. Uh, you know, it's—it's it's maybe not the and probably the, a bigger, more interesting truth actually. Oh yeah, and it's—it's it's probably not the most fair way to make a complete judgment. Right. But I think that it's a very fair way to to obtain information. Yeah. You know, and and I think that uh, and, and I would actually. Uh, see, I'm I'm, just, I'm listing through Polanski films in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the very least, I mean, he does actually prominently feature strong female characters. Yes, he does. But it's certainly, I mean, but then again, they are Rosemary's Baby is Ira Levin, and Ira Levin is is big on the whole, uh, you know, the people you love conspiring against mm-hmm. you kind of thing. Stepford mm-hmm. Wives mm-hmm. was Ira Levin as well, but I mean, still. He wouldn't. He didn't say no. I'm not going to make Rosemary's right, right. Baby, and I'm sure there's there's differences yeah. there. So yeah, you you do wonder what that. I, I'm trying to figure out. They are often they, victims in his movies. Like even oh, when yeah, they yeah. center on them, they are often victims, and Absolutely. they're often victims of some sort of violent sexual crime. Oh, even, not all the even time. Whether they're victims or not, the point I'm trying to make is that thematically there is some sort of gender interplay yes. in his movies yes. like that. It is a thing. Yes. So if it is a thing, it is on his mind. And Absolutely. if it is on his G- mind, then that means he feels some sort of type gender of Gender roles are a thing that exactly. I think uh, affect him, are important to him. There's something exactly. going on there. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Uh, and, and like you said, I mean, that could... I mean, I get, you want to talk about psychology, it's like you could dig way back into that guy's life and go like, where does that come from? Because oh, yeah. there's a hundred directions you could start pointing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what a fascinating figure. Uh, yeah, and, and at the end of the day, love him or hate him, yeah. he's absolutely fascinating. He's yeah. absolutely talented. Yeah. And he's absolutely going to be dead in a couple years, so all of the yeah. crimes will be forgotten and his body of work yeah. will live on forever. And, and maybe that's a nice uh, final way to put a bow just on that point, which is ju- is really what we're trying to say. I see you looking at the clock. Are we <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Uh, what, what we're trying to say is uh, uh, talent is i think exclusive from from like personality or or morality or whatever we want to qualify the the negative thing he did however we want to qualify that talent is separate from those things right like you mm-hmm. can be talented and be an evil fuck absolutely so those things are not mutually exclusive mm-hmm. uh and, and i think that's kind of what we're trying to drive at you know the movie that i watched earlier this week seymour an introduction yeah, yeah. uh one of the things about seymour bernstein he's a he's a uh, to give you guys a background he's just 
a concert pianist that quit to become a piano teacher, and he had celebrity at his doorstep, shunned it because he wanted to do something, you know, for for his own growth. More personal. But uh, his big thing was he talked about how some of the piano players that he really respected, he said a lot of these guys were neurotic. They were crazy. He said some of them were just terrible people, but wonderful piano players. Yeah. Conversely, Seymour Bernstein, I don't think he has a, a mean bone in his body. Right. He was the most pleasant, nice, and just, like, every word just gooped with pure yeah. love and wisdom. And this guy's as good a piano player as any of these assholes. And it's like... Yeah, I'd probably want to hang out with him more, but if you ask me whose album I wanted to listen to, yeah. you can give me any of them. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're they're all great. Yeah. You know, it's I I think to deny to if we were to just be like, "Hey, Roman Polanski's a rapist. Let's burn all of his movies." That's a crime in of itself because yeah. you're robbing the culture. Yeah. And you know, if we say, "Oh, Bill Cosby's a rapist. Let's get rid of himself." Well, you know what? You're robbing a very important piece of comedy history. Yeah. And something to make that, I, I think, to bolster the comedy history is to say, like, isn't that wonderful? Let's learn a little, little something about the man as well. Yeah. Not so wonderful. Yeah. Interesting, huh? You know, and there's the conversation. Yeah, and not only that. interesting, but, like, important. Like, let's yeah. talk about oh, yeah. this. Like, this guy is massively talented and massively funny and got massive success off of it. What does that do? Mm-hmm. And and what can we learn as people from that so Absolutely. that we can not make those same missteps? Mm-hmm. That is a lens to look at that through, at any rate. Absolutely. This conversation took the weirdest turn in the last half hour, but I think one of the most productive things we've done. And and I think it fits into the theme of the movie. It really does. That's the thing. Chinatown is all about... You know, making that is it label. the girl or is it the water? But yeah, right. That's <laughs> what it comes down to, right? Yeah. But I mean, you know, hey, it's Chinatown. Yeah. And that is such a dangerous uh, mentality. Yep. And sadly, it's oftentimes a truth. Yeah. Is when you go, ah, you know what? That is what it is. Just let it go. Oh yeah. And I wanted to fucking throw my hat at the TV when they all just oh, yeah. threw their hands up at the end. Oh yeah. And and I get the feeling that that Jake did too. Yep. You know, here's a guy who saw his opportunity. Oh, yeah. To do something that was actually right. Yep. And it blew up in his face. Yeah. Turned out worse, presumably, than if for he hadn't everyone. touched it. <laughs> and you know the the lesson for the lesson he learned was just like you know let sleeping dogs lie. Yep. And I don't even care if that dog is a murderer. Yep. You know don't touch it. It's- and that's not the message that you want to learn. And and I think Chinatown successful in. Uh, Showing how awful it is when that lesson is reinforced. Yes, and hopefully that's a good statement. Yeah, you know, towards you know, oh, I would think you so. Get yeah, dirty. You know, it's it's. Yeah, wild. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that in the in the context of Polanski, which is the message at the end of this movie. I think is a positive one that should be out there in the world, mm-hmm. which is don't fucking let the world become like don't treat things like Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Don't first of all, don't even create that opinion. Mm-hmm. Don't start in the place of uh, I don't understand this so i'm just gonna rule it oh, out yeah. exactly yeah i you don't know? understand it so i'm either under it or over it yep you know and the more o- the more things that are under you the more capable you are of mistreating the deeper things under you yeah and yeah. at the end of the day you shouldn't be under or over anybody yeah. it's it's and that's you important know, you know it's very that's important. really important it's it's a good thing this movie <laughs> exists and is out there you know oh, absolutely and on top of that uh, to get to get all of, to pull back from all of it What's what a supremely entertaining, awesome it's flick! It's a great movie. movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's a great movie. It's movie. so good. It's so entertaining. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I love I a good really noir. Really like I love movie. a good mystery. Yeah. It's perfectly entertaining. It's funny. Yeah. It's violent. Yeah. It's sexy. Yeah. It's it's 
crazy. And it's, it's everything you and want it's in a movie. It's huge. It's a big old movie. It's beautiful to look at. It's well made. Yes. It's got, uh, I think the one technical problem that I have with it is only in one scene and it's not even a problem. It's just a limitation of its time. When Jake is beating up the guy outside of the old folks' home, yeah. the punch noises are ADR'd to oh. the point of just like, yeah, they're so silly yeah. sounding. But I mean, that's any movie from 1974 yes. and many movies now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, you know, that's that's a nitpick, you know. And, and I guess like that's sort of the same nitpick with the slapping scene mm. where it's just like that just seems silly to yeah, me, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's... But whatever, like it, it is a perfect movie if there ever was one. Sure. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, and it's just. Do you think there are negative of film opinions history. of this movie? Online? Well, I, I, when I was walking to Seven Eleven earlier, I did look up the Rotten Tomatoes oh, score, and I will tell you that it is not a one hundred percent. But would you like to take a guess as 98. to what it is? It is a ninety-eight. So there are a couple people who do not like it. I'm going to see if I can find one of find them. Find one of those people. I love hearing these negative reviews of just like. You know, ostensibly just some of the most excellent filmmaking. Gene Siskel. Whoa, my man Gene. He says, as much as I admire the work of both Polanski and Nicholson, I found Chinatown tedious from beginning to just before the end. I mean, I guess in the right mentality you could treat it that way, but uh, I didn't find it to be tedious. There's a reason I brought up Inherent Vice early in this podcast, which was mostly just to say I... I can see now. Now I more understand Inherent Vice, having seen a few more noirs in in recent months. Uh, and it, not that I understand the story of Inherent Vice more, but I understand the trope more of these are supposed to be kind of big, unwieldy stories because, like you said, we're supposed to feel in over our heads with the the hero of our stories who are in over their heads. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, I could see you watching Chinatown and being like, oh boy, I don't know what the fuck. There's so much. Ha I don't know what's going on. What I, I feel like I the even... mentality to hate this movie is one where once it gets a little too heady or too big, you're like, I'm, I'm out. out. You check out. It's Chinatown. It's Chinatown. <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's the only negative review. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one in there. Uh, so I could, I can see that opinion. That's why I brought up Inherent Vice. Because oh, yeah. I can see that opinion. But you would only have that opinion if you are just somebody, like you said, that's just like, you just wouldn't be on board for any detective story mm -hmm. if that were the case. You know, you'd exactly. just be like, ah, we're 20 minutes in and I, I don't. I don't know anything yet. So I don't I'm think out. anyone would argue and say, oh, Chinatown's a bad movie. No. Because even that review seems to read of just like, that hey, wasn't for me. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. I, I don't think it Not could be argued that it's bad. You know, it's, it's the same way if someone's just like, ah, you know, I wasn't feeling The Shining. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I understand that. But if they're like, The Shining sucks, I'd be like, yeah. you suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. You probably didn't even see it. Yeah. You're, you're lying to me. Yeah. And so, you know, there's that. But yeah, that that is quite literally the only That's bad so review. And it's in funny the list. that Siskel is the one who who oh, gave yeah. that negative review. Well, you know, so it goes. Yeah, uh, he he I he, he oh, I was always a much bigger Ebert guy than a, than a Siskel guy. Siskel, I felt like always had very weird. His, I don't know much about him. He he just he to me he would like flip flop on stuff. Like he uh, I, okay. I could put two movies next to each other and it'd be like these are practically the same movie and he'd be like. Thumbs way up for this one and thumbs way uh, down yeah, for that yeah. one. You know, like it, he was just all over the place. I'm not super familiar with with his work. Yeah, I really only started like reading reviews after he had passed away, mm -hmm. and then I got mm -hmm. a feel for for Ebert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, actually to tell you the truth, Ebert's second partner in crime, Richard Roper. Uh -huh. I always liked him because he is the, he's sort of of the same mentality of me. That's yeah. just like. He is absolutely unprepared to hate a movie, yeah, and is unwilling to do so if he can find any way to avoid it. Yeah, and I, I, that's what I resonate uh -huh. with. 
I was even looking at my letterboxed mm-hmm. and like most of the movies that I have in there are three star movies yep. because that's most movies I've seen. Yep. Which to me, three stars means it ranges anywhere from three stars to right before four stars. Yeah. So like that's a good review. Yeah. Or it's it's a not not bad review. We always talk about uh, it's it's sort of I will give three stars to a movie that I feel like is succeeding on its own terms. Exactly. Every once in a while, a movie like that'll get two stars if I'm just like too bored by it or something like that. Oh, but yeah, for yeah. the most part, if it's succeeding on its own terms, that's a three star movie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if but, it's a, but if it's very good, it could still be a three star. movie. I was just gonna say, but that also there are three star movies in there where I'm like, well, I like that three. Oh, movie. exactly. You know, precisely. It's it's a but looking at my graph. It there's there's like a couple five and four stars, a big peak, and then so few, you know, two and, two and one stars. Yeah. And it's I, I cannot find it. I, I don't have it in my heart to hate I love movies so much yeah. that even the bad ones I'm just like die for effort. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you made it. Good maybe, work. Maybe we've just finally qualified what a movie movie is to us, which is just like, listen, we fucking love movies. We'll oh, watch yeah. any of them. But the movie movies, yeah. those Show are the ones something. we want to talk about. Show me something. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, you want to do some plugs and I get am, out of here? I am talked out. Yeah, um, me too. Do you got anything to recommend? Uh, oh, man. Do I have anything to recommend? I'm sure I do. Well, if I'll you have this out there, I mean, tongue, I recommended do. this before, but I'm going to recommend it again just because it. Uh, they pushed back the video on demand release to give a wide theatrical release to It Follows. Yes. And I'm it going opens to see it this, this weekend. Sunday. So you should go see it. You should try and see it at a time when it's dark out. You should try and see it at a time when there's a theater packed with people. And you should see it in the theater while you can because it is so cool. It's so badass. And uh, once you get a feel for it, you're going to want to watch it again. And when it hits video on demand, you can turn off your lights and watch it at home and get freaked out again. <laughs> it is It is a I movie can't. movie. It's one of the best horror films I've ever seen. <sighs> and uh, it's... it's uh, I know it's primed to explode, and even though I recommended it in the past, I can't recommend it again. And I pray to God, Garrett, that I am not overhyping you because I I really don't think I can overhype I I, it. I and I think it's right. It's totally your cup of tea. I'm pretty sure it's sitting at like a 94 percent of Rotten oh, yeah. Tomatoes right now. It, it's it, uh, it's it wonderful. Being widely loved, and I am so, so excited to see it. And even if you hate it. It's so well made. You yeah, gotta love yeah. it. It's just, oh, it's so good. I think I'm gonna like it if it, it follows. If you know where my tastes are at currently, oh, yeah, yeah. and I think it's gonna fall right in with that. I was jazzed by your next. Yeah, and this gave me that same feeling. Only it's like just an infinitely better movie. Amplified, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's not even a knock against your next. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your next, fucking is, love yeah. it. Uh, I'm gonna recommend Get Shorty. Uh, oh, right because on. you can get Shorty on Netflix right now. Uh, For shortly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's on Netflix. I'm I had put that on the night when I get home, dude. I had years. never seen it before, and it is a wildly entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. It is a great script. It's really well made. Barry Sonnenfeld made it, I believe. Nice. Uh, uh, really well made. It's based on an Elmore Leonard book. Sonnenfeld or Levinson? Uh, oh, you I might get my be. Barry's confused. Yeah, you I m- think it is Sonnenfeld. I think it's Sonnenfeld, but Levin. I, w- I, I want to say Levinson only because I feel like his movies are of more quality generally yeah. than Sonnenfeld's are. But I actually do think it's Sonnenfeld. Um, and, Sonnenfeld. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's Elmore Leonard. Duh, I forgot yeah, Elmore that. Leonard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's based on an Elmore Leonard book. It's just, I it, I mean, it's a great cast. It is Gene Hackman. It is... Uh, um, uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Renee Russo. Renee Russo. John Travolta. John Travolta is the name I was trying Dennis to think Farida. of. Yeah. Delroy Lindo. Uh, Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Yep. It's just... it's stacked. David Paymer. It's stacked with great actors. It is really fun. It's really funny. And uh, it's right in the vein of not Chinatown precisely, but it is... 
a detective story of sorts. Oh uh, yeah, and, and I think it's a it's a uh, it definitely plays on the whole idea of like. Crime does pay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, crime uh, totally listen, pays. My, I, uh, I reviewed this movie for Letterboxd. Please look me up on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah, it's Letterboxd.com. Letterboxd, yeah. It's like Twitter, but for movies, it's yes, better. Yes, it's, it's great. Look, look us up. I'm Letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia. Uh, you are Letterboxd.com slash... Dan Scully. That's right. Yep, uh, got my name. And I think I said in my Get Shorter review, uh, in the wake of Mark Duplass, uh, at South by Southwest saying, Everyone should make movies on the weekends with their friends. It is so easy to do. There's no excuse not to. Get Shorty makes the argument that only a criminal could do something as ludicrous as make a movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what Get Shorty is about. And it's fu- it is a great commentary on Hollywood. It's so funny. To definitely check this movie out. I was so impressed. I might put that on to fall asleep to tonight yeah. when I get home. Because it's been ages. And if it's about to leave... You know, I uh, oh, and and if if you want to follow up with the sequel to that movie, be cool. Don't don't. <laughs> Although I I gotta say, The Rock is great. The Rock is great. <laughs> the Rock is really funny in that movie. Uh, it's unfortunate that Chili Palmer had to have such a terrible sequel for oh, him. Yeah. Although that might actually be a fitting end for Chili Palmer if you oh, think about totally. who he becomes by the end of Get Shorty. But I think it's a fitting end for Travolta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole. Uh, so, yeah, look us both up on Letterboxd. We're both having a lot of fun reviewing movies over there. Uh, I have over 125 reviews up there now, I think, uh, mm. which is only... And I think your list of movies is in the thousands. Yeah, it, uh, it, it is It is growing exponentially, mm. <laughs> uh, especially I cracked this year. like 350 the other day. Yeah. Um, just because I went through my, my archives. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit my shelf tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I honestly, probably 300 of those movies are like fucking Disney cartoons I grew up with. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. like there's a ton of that that's rounded out by just shit I saw when I was a kid. Oh, totally. But uh, anyway. Uh, I was actually look- stunned. Like some of the weird stuff I've seen at Exhumed. Yeah. Uh, we're all in there. Oh yeah, usually with different titles, but it would know them. It was mm-hmm. it was wild. Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, that's one of the only sites where Dead Alive is only listed by its U.S. title, Brain Dead. Oh, nice, uh, nice. Uh, which I don't like actually. I wish it was listed as Dead Alive, but hey, fuck it. Uh, Have you ever seen Brain Dead? Uh, Pullman and Paxton. Oh no, no one. Uh, I was. That's a great flick. Yeah, no, I have not. Oh, uh, I think that might be on Netflix. Brain Dead's worth it. All right. Oh. All right. Uh, you can look me up on Twitter at Philadelphia. Uh, that's pretty much where you can find me doing anything. Is at Philadelphia. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That's the number two. Facebook.com/slash I Like Two Movie. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a website coming soon. Please uh, look us up on iTunes. Review the show. Throw us some reviews. We'd love to see them. Please. Go mm-hmm. ahead, you can throw some plugs. I don't got anything else. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Dan Scully. Log on to Cinadelphia.com, um, CinadelphiaFilmFestival.com to get ready for Movie Movie Live, Animals Attack Edition. Yes. April 16th. It's a later show. It's at 10. Mm-hmm. But you should show up early and uh, hang out with some cool people. Watch... Uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus or something. One of those like ones. You don't care. Grab no. a couple beers. Get shit. Mecha Gorilla versus that. Tiny yeah, right. Lizard. <laughs> Robo Robo Flies versus Shark Baby. I don't. Yep. And whatever it is, come out watch it. It's gonna be a blast. Check out a whole bunch of stuff going on in Philadelphia. It is Philomocus Film Festival. They've been awesome to us. They're fantastic. They're being awesome to the city. Yes. Come out and support it. It's cheap as shit. Mm-hmm. There are tons of food from sponsors. Just yeah, come out Philadelphia.com. CinadelphiaFilmFestival.com, April 16th, Movie Movie Live. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. Let's do it. Let's hit yeah. that sign off. Boom. Kick it off. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Diggity Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you, you like, like to, to movie, movie movie because, because we like to movie.